I'm Megan. And I'm Brian. And this is Housewives History with Megan and Brian. The podcast where we remind you. Why we all became obsessed with Housewives in the first place. By focusing on the good times. And leaving you guys to argue about the bad ones. This once a week gab fest is sure to provide the escapism. That we feel the franchises are lacking right now. Join us on Memory Lane. Because this is Housewives History. child all i know is that i i am i am shaking i am physically shaking from that that reunion trailer reunion is intense like i know we normally don't talk about other shows on here sometimes we do um but i but this show is specifically within the hcu though it's safe so it is so i feel like well kind of because like if you really think about it how beep VPR started was on one of the episodes where it really went from Brandy on Beverly Hills at Sir talking to Sheena and then if you watch it, it goes straight into the premiere. It just kept going into Vanderpump Rules. I thought that was, that to me is the most genius shit I've ever seen in television history. That was some of the most genius shit. Like, Like that that's that type of shit lives rent free in my mind. Like I was like, well, they just transitioned from one show straight into the next. That's so did it? Did Laguna do that? Did Laguna? Maybe I can't remember. I, I kind of want to. I didn't watch Laguna Beach, which I really. I, I, can we talk about this for a second? Yeah. <laughs> I don't understand how I became so obsessed with the hills because I never watched Laguna Beach. I was I loved Lauren Conrad. I watched Laguna Beach. I didn't watch like after like all the good people left. Like obviously uh-huh. like I didn't watch that. I tried to. I watched maybe like 15 minutes. I'm like, no, I can't. Um <laughs> and I loved it. I loved Laguna Beach. I love Lauren's my girl. Like I'll always be Team Lauren. I still I, love like, her. her. I know her and Kristen are cool now and they're friends now, but like I will always be Team Lauren. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. You know, going back because I've rewatched The Hills several times. Yeah. And Lauren Conrad falls into a lot. She falls into the trope of a lot of the girls that I fell in love with on TV. Girls who, when you were watching them, seemed like the it girl. They were everything. They were the shit. You loved them yeah. down. And then when you go back and rewatch that show as a grown-ass woman, you realize that your fave was kind of toxic. Lori had- was a bit toxic. She <laughs> was a bit she had her moments. She, I mean, like, she had her moments. Like, you know, like, I feel like when Lauren, like, was a little rough on Heidi. But, like, at the end of the day, like, I know Lord, Heidi and Spencer are still together. Meanwhile, did you know Sheena was in the hills? I think I heard that somewhere, like, years she ago. Was. I completely forgot about and, it. And another fun fact, because I learned this when I was watching it back. Like as I said, like when I broke my ankle three years ago or two years ago, I rewatched everything, and be, and The Hills was one of them. And Whitney and um, Lauren were like 
you know, when they did like the fashion shows and everything, they were interviewing Tom Sandoval for a model. I'm a gagger. I'm I think I remember even. that too. I'm like, wait a minute, who was that? Like what? It's insane. I, that is... You have Gina and Tom on there. That's so fucking funny. But like, it's so like, and don't get me wrong, I love Lauren Conrad. Don't get me wrong. This is no this is no, no commentary on like who she is now. Like, like yeah. I'm sure she's grown up and she's an amazing person. Right. Yeah. But on the hills, she was a bit of a toxic friend. <laughs> and it's no like- shade. Lauren had the best intentions. But she, she had a bit of a toxic execution of the way that she handled her friends. Yeah. Like she, she had the best really, intentions. She wasn't really happy much for Heidi, but I also feel like Spencer she was- She really wasn't team. happy for her. She treated uh, Adrena like shit. Like you she really did treat Adrena one, terribly. Yes, that, I agree with that. I never liked Lo. I could not stand Lo, and I feel like- Lo? I could I, if I- <sighs> Adrena was my girl. Lo is one of them girls that, like, you would just see in the club and just throw a drink on her. Yeah, but she, <laughs> Lo, Lo was that girl in high school or middle school that was really nice to you, but really talked shit behind your back. Right. Like, she was the, oh, well, she, she was, was the Regina My George. God, I love your skirt. Where did you get it? Yeah, literally at the same time. Yes. Yeah. This is why that's we do a whole, podcast together, people. There's a couple of episodes when they're like, when they get the house together and Audrina's like in the pool, the pool house. And then like Justin Bobby, they were like really mean to Justin Bobby, who was like my crush back in the day. Cause I found Justin Bobby like so fine. Justin Bobby <laughs> is a guilty pleasure for me now. Justin, Justin Bobby is the reason why I'm wearing a man bun right now in this he, moment. Justin Bobby made aged, that sexy to me. He aged like wine. Like so, what, that's why I say Justin Bobby is a guilty pleasure because he's still a fuck boy to this day. He is yeah, he is a fuck a, man. Not married. He is a fuck man. He's <laughs> but I, he's a fuck man, but I would still fuck him. <laughs> still, like I would uh, I would absolutely sleep with him, but I would never want there to be any strings attached. Like I would go into it blatantly knowing this would not be anything serious. This would just be really yeah. great sex. He did Audrina so bad, though. Oh, my God. He still, like, even when they tried to manipulate that shit for the reboot, like, I was like, y'all still ain't doing this, like, Audrina chases Justin Bobby shit. Like, all these years, like, y'all are not it's doing this Ryan a decade Car- later, and Audrina and is then- divorced with a whole oh, baby. And then she dated Ryan Cabrera, and then between, I'm like, fine. her relationship with Justin, and then he, he came back. Like, Ryan Cabrera was had- running through him. Quick, 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 quick pause for the calls. Because Ryan, shout out to Ryan Cabrera, wherever he was, wherever he is now. Because he was running through him back in the day. Because if you were- He had Ashley Simpson. Yeah, that's just what I was about to say. He was Ashley Simpson's boyfriend on the Ashley Simpson show, which was my addiction. That was my, I'm gonna go, I was just thinking about this yesterday. Uh, I want to find this and go back and rewatch it. And that, that it's was on you. It's on YouTube in parts. So okay, like I the episodes that. are in parts, but it's I'm on YouTube. I go back and watch it every now and again all the time. I still legit blast that CD. Like I have it on my every- phone. Like I I don't care. I will scream pieces of me anywhere. I listen to Lala all the time. Yeah, Autobiography is like yes. my theme song. Surrender. 
such an important album in my life yes yes it was i loved it so much and i'm gonna legit go back and watch it but, but he yes, is actually yeah. i don't know i don't know if you know do you you pro, do you watch wrestling like wwe i check in currently because i really like as most boys do we like go through that phase where it's my like boy, oh we can never talk about well, my husband loved it as a kid, and my boys were really into it when they were smaller. They're slowly, like, kind of still into it, like, but at the same time, like, you know, they're older. They're more into, like, football, NBA, and stuff. But they still, like, wrestling is still, like, a special moment. But anyway, do you know who Alexa Bliss is? Uh-huh. Do you, that, that's who he's married to. Shut up! Uh-huh. Yeah, they got married, Does like... Does he still have the Saiyan haircut? Kind of. Not as crazy. He literally, like, he had the Dragon Ball Z staying haircut in real life. And that was my song, too, On the Way Down. I still listen to that. On the way down. I, I saw you. Ah. Okay, we can't pay, pay for that. But, like, <laughs> yes, I love that song. And I just, ugh. I, I never thought it was going to work with him and Ashley Simpson. I was like, she is never going to stay with him. Yeah. And then when I saw him with, like, who was he dating on the hills? Um, Audrina. Who was he dating on the hills? Uh, Audrina. I was like, what? Is this a pattern? Is, it, is this a like, type? Is this a pattern? Like, do you have a type, Ryan Cabrera? Girls that, girls that look like, like they have no business being with you? I'm trying to think who, I'm going to look it up. I'm trying to think who he, who he all dated. Because I feel like it was more Does his than, wife look like her? <laughs> no, she's a short blonde person like because i've heard of her but i'm because i'm like into wrestling but i don't consistently watch it now but like the fantasy of it is still intriguing to me so i check in every now and again yeah so he let's see um i'm gonna look up who he dated um let's see Ryan cabrera's body count <laughs> relationships so he's dating Alex he's married to Alexa Bliss right now so they're married um Riley Keough which I don't know who that is um, no idea Ashley Simpson yeah um some model I don't know who that is um who that is Avril Lavigne that was who it was I knew he was dating he dated somebody else they dated for two years yeah. Really? Yeah. I for, I knew there was some other really, really famous person, and I and now I know who it was. He dated a lot of girls. <laughs> I told you he was running through them. I was like, I saw Ryan Carrera everywhere, but I only know him for one song and, and all the hey, women he dated. All the way one. Only My phone's literally about to die, but um, only one. <laughs> I only know him for all the way down and all the women he's dated. Yeah. Same for wow, real. My phone is literally on 69%. That's ghetto. Mine's on, <laughs> mine's on 5%, and I don't even know how I dropped from 10 to 5 in like two seconds. But anyway, welcome back, these... hi. <laughs> welcome back to the show, guys. Hi. I, you I, literally just, I literally just bought new phone chargers, like the little, like, like the like the Apple fast chargers. Yeah. Oh, you've, you've got to get into it. They're great. I had one, and you know, when you have kids. Children, right. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't they, even they need to say it. Yeah. Charger. 
So I kind of just look when they have deals on Amazon and then I grab them. But I'm like, oh my God, children. That's why I won't buy my kid any type of electronic that takes the the same charger as me. So she doesn't have any Apple products. I'm like, ah, gotcha. My my daughter has a tablet, but I also gave her my old phone because it's useless because it only works in Wi-Fi. He uses it for that exact reason. My son has an Apple as well. So not, I mean, it is, he's not a charger thief. It's my my daughter and my stepson. I'm going to have this problem eventually because I'm going to have my daughter on an iPhone where I can track her at all times. I mean, you know, keep her up with the latest technology. Yeah, and I and my husband is Android and refuses to switch over, so. I thought my husband was going to be that way for a while, but it took the salesman at the phone store to convince him to do it. I was like, really? Like, I've been trying to talk you into an iPhone for five years. I have been here for you for five years, and you just, and and you, 10 minutes. You let, you let this man talk you into an iPhone in 10 minutes. I was like, I feel disrespected, but also relieved. Ah, Sorry. Yeah. No. I I was like, no, you're fine. No one's going to see this anyway. You you, you totally didn't have to say anything. I was like. So, uh, uh, I, I just miss your face. I know. So much things have been happening in the HCUs. Oh my God. It is so extravagantly ghetto. We it's so have busy. All things Vanderpump rules. I feel like new things happen all the time. When you sent me that trailer, uh, like when I watched that, that is all I could send you back was I am shaking. I am like physically it's so intense. My, okay, so there's a lot that is my favorite. I like when James calls, obviously we're just talking about this. I love when James calls Tom a worm with a mustache. That is Classic. my he also called He also calls Raquel and Tom, and I think both Toms poo-poo heads. That shit. I thought I was like I thought I was having a stroke. Like I thought I was like falling off into a daydream because I was like, he didn't just say that for real, right? And then I had to like, like I tried to rewind it, and you know, on Instagram, if you press it, you're just gonna mute it. So then I had to start it over. But like once I got back to that part again, I was like, this grown ass, ignorant ass man, literally just said poopoo heads both of you two poopoo heads i'm gonna yeah. get put in a timeout I said, I love you so <laughs> and then my other favorite was when tom and ariana were talking and tom was looking at ariana and she goes don't look at me don't look you don't at me deserve to look you don't at deserve this. to look at this yeah. you go girlfriend i said yes ma'am and in that dress yes that dress. yes so i saw something where it's like you have two like kind of farewell dresses. You had Kristen's iconic green dress going to pick up the mail. And then yeah. you had like red devil, sexy. It comeback. is, that is the revenge dress of all revenge dresses yeah. like that. She looks so hot and it's not, and she doesn't look like she's trying to do a revenge thing. It looks like she literally just picked this up at, at H&M on the way. Yeah. Like, it looks like she just had this in the trunk of her car. Like, yep. it, it, it just looks so effortless. She looks 
so yes, and she looks so confident. Uh yeah. shout out to Ariana Maddox. Like Taylor Swift. You know what? We need to bring that back up. Cause I literally I sent you a message and I was like, Taylor Swift's next album just needs to be called Maddox. And For real. We're, and we literally wrote the entire track list. <laughs> Let me see if I can go back that far. I, I screenshotted our... this because I was like, oh, we great. have to talk Perfect. about this. Let me yeah. see, because I, I, I knew as soon as I, as, as soon as we fucking said this, I was like, I have to screenshot this. We are so such evil people. <laughs> I legit dying. Oh my god, that is so funny. I'm trying to find it. So am I, because that shit was hilarious. God, there's so we have so many messages. Yes, <laughs> that's why I'm like, how does this, how does this happen? My screenshots are poo poo, and, and 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 then I take so many screenshots on top of that. So I'm like, I don't even know what era of screenshots to look through. This is so. Yeah. There's so many. So ghetto. Yes. So ghetto. So okay, ghetto. I found, it. I found oh. it. Thank God. Oh my God. It hit me. So you said Taylor Swift's next album should be called Maddox. I said, absolutely. And you said, I ain't seen shit. And then I said, and her first track should be Fuck Tom and Raquel. And then you said, <laughs> yes, God. And then you said, number one, Scandal. Number two, the ass and his tattoo, which I forgot about. Number three. That, that will it will never leave my mind Ariana's reaction to that tattoo. I would have had the same reaction. He was so proud of what looked like a scab that wouldn't heal. It was so ugly. At least it was Tom, so bad. His Schwartz was kind of cute. Okay, so then you said number three was Rachel versus Raquel. Number four was the third home record. Number five, the shortest fifteen minutes. Number six, send it to Daryl. Number seven, <laughs> <laughs> number seven is restraining order. And I said, and I said number eight, don't let it be about Tom. <laughs> <laughs> and then, <laughs> and then you said nine dancing with Ariana, and then I said, and for the tr bonus track, Rachel's a hoe. <laughs> yes, I yes. love. That. So that is pretty much everything, Vanderpump. There is another divorce of, of plot of us. So right as we find out that Kim and um, tight ass has a, what was it like over a million dollars owed in taxes and not each. even not even each not even five minutes after that they announced their divorce so <laughs> him and croy are divorcing and i just want to say bethany frankel went on a rant about this and i agree she said something that really kind of like well she said a lot of things that were true but the one thing <laughs> she's like if people are really overly love like overly showing their relationship like affection on tv it's normally not it's being forced and i i mean obviously like what is with their reasoning like the only thing is brielle somebody did see like on instagram that brielle unfollowed Corey. so the only thing i can think of is that he cheated on her right and i'm like and why else know, would he everybody seems so shocked like everybody was like what can't make her like like like, like, yeah. Even Carlos King was like, I never would have thought they were getting 
parents like never would have thought they were getting divorced well because the way they showed themselves you know it just I was really confused when the news came out but then and of course we always go to the man being a dick cheating which you know is never gonna not make sense but there was something that I was looking at that came out after the fact you know that he is asking for primary custody, right? He's asking for primary custody. She's asking for primary custody and um, with the dogs as well. And asking for child support and spousal support, which pisses me off because Kim, this man quit his damn job to be your manager and be your daughter's manager. And now he has like nothing. I mean, I'm not saying, we don't know the situation and we will never know what happened because I don't feel like it's going to get that dirty. I feel like it's already dirty because the fact yeah. that he, the, the fact that they already asked him for primary custody of the kids, it's like, oh, okay. So both of them are making pleas for child support. This is the, it's like right. really like this, like, like this is already trailer park treachery and I am saddened I'm not saddened at all, actually, but but it is so interesting to see because I had so many questions. Like, I had so many questions. Like, who gets custody of the booty implants? Or who the gets wig? the scooter? Who gets the who wigs? Gets the wigs? I who gets the wig? I feel like how it's gonna end up. I feel like they're both gonna. Who get gets it. the 15 million a year from the cash? Well, obviously that's not a thing because they wouldn't be a hundred mil or a million dollars in debt each. Like, I don't understand. Like, I don't understand about that. And one thing I don't understand is why they thought that if, unless there's like physical abuse of any sort, they're going to get, it's going to be half custody. No one's going to, they're going to get shared custody. No one's going to owe child support to anybody. That's what's going to end up. Yeah. Um, I don't, it's just all, it's- I don't, and, and then you sent me the thing. What was it? Her TikTok or her uh, Instagram? Or did I send that to you? Talk about she looking for her next big pop. I said, well, you called it, Megan. You called it. As you said, we said she was going to call Big Pop. Get ready. Big Pop. Get ready. What if that's going to be her new reality show? Kim search for her next big pop. What if she going to end up doing a dating show? Looking for her I- next big pop. You remember that show? Back in the day with that girl from Rock of Love, Megan. Megan wants a millionaire that got canceled because you know the murder on them. But um, yes. um yes. that's what it's it's it's, it's literally that. Literally that. Gonna, somebody said she's gonna go back to smoking. <laughs> she got the new ports ready. I I really that I it, when you go back and think about how iconic Atlanta is, like, like that is one of those crown jewel moments for me that I always think about when I think about iconic early Atlanta moments is Kim throwing away cigarettes by the duffel bag. Like, she's just literally standing in front of her refrigerator, shoveling, shoveling Newports into her fucking trash with a cigarette in her mouth, mind you. Show oh <laughs> He's a hot mess express. Ooh. That was I'm sorry. Like I have I have never laughed until I peed on myself before. 
until I saw that scene. That shit was funny. Yeah, I think at this point, all time will tell what happens. Um, that's really all there is much going on right now. No one's talking much about it. Um, so I guess we'll just have to wait and see what happens. Um, and it's then, so interesting that so, Rio unfollowed him and like he legally adopted them. Yeah, he legally adopted like, them. You so, like you unfollowed your daddy. What, like what the fuck is that going to do? What happened so bad that like? What did he do? I mean, somebody also said that he, they were in open marriage. I don't know if that's true or not, but I can't see that. I don't see that either. I don't. Because like I, 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 I saw don't know why. Roy, I saw he was so in love with Kim. Yeah, he loved him. Somebody he loved. He loved her and her sideways wigs, chair. He loved her dirty drawers and her badass children. And I, he loved, he loved her, her injured son, and her whole daughter. <laughs> uh, anyway. Let's move on. Let's move so, on. So, <laughs> more in the, li- the little news here. Gertie from Real Housewives of Miami just got died. Not just, I think it's been a couple of months, but she was. She announced that she was diagnosed with breast cancer. Yeah. Um, she said it was in the early stage and it was caught in time, and she's about to have surgery to remove it, and then they'll have a treatment plan for her. So that is so scary because Martina just beat it again, and I saw that she was just at her like benefit dinner of her like beating cancer and then I'm like oh that must have been so damn hard to go to that I just wow my heart goes out to her I'm you know just seeing anybody go through anything like that is hard it sucks it's yeah and thank you it was it was caught early she because I breast cancer can get really bad I know and we're just thinking of her and sending her positive thoughts and positive vibes and you know you know we'll you know it's just sad all along so hopefully she's strong though like she's one strong mama like she is ready for the fight ready to beat the fight and she'll definitely come on top as always yeah, she gonna turn the party. She gonna be all right. God bless her. So I wanted to rant about something. Well, there's two things I want to rant. Before you about. do, before yes. you do, can I just say something really quick? Because I, because <laughs> I feel like it's better for me to say it now. Now that you just said you want to rant, rather than <laughs> saying it when I noticed it. Because I noticed something in your background while you were talking about Gertie, and I was These like, ugly ass curtains. No. <laughs> I was like, wait, what? Wait, I know they don't say what I think. It's the box of bootios in the back for me. <laughs> I was like, wait, what? Because what? I know my eyesight bad, right? So I was like, oh, okay, she got a box of Oreos in the back. I'm hungry. I want a cookie, too. And then I kept looking at it. I was like, that don't look like... That's an interesting box. Like, what is that? And then I read it. I was like, not bootios. But then you were talking about cancer. And I was like, that would be really rude to just shout that out. 
So this, I record downstairs in my basement and I usually record in my husband's studio, but it's very uncomfortable in there and I have rheumatoid arthritis, so I can't really sit uncomfortably for long. So I've now moved out into the sitting area. So like that side is my daughter's play toys, which I've recorded over there before and my treadmills over there. This little area, my stepson sometimes, like he's got his own bed upstairs, but sometimes he likes to sleep down here because it's quiet and it's really cold. So sometimes he'll come down here and sleep, but my husband kind of turned it into like his man cave. But my boys have all the wrestling stuff over here. This is just a little shrine of everything. If you watch wrestling, Bootios is a whole gimmick with a group of wrestlers called The New Day. Um, so if any of you know about it, that's what Budios is. And we got it for my stepson for Christmas a couple of years ago. And he wanted to keep the box. So. <laughs> I love that that just came full circle with wrestling. That was sickening. I love that for us. <laughs> we are true podcasters. Work. I love that for us. So that's what Budios is. Um, so Back to your rant, though. My rant. So, okay. It's a New Jersey rant. So I don't know if you've seen, I know you don't, you don't see much on unless I tell you about it, which I don't think I have yet. Um, new housewife Rachel, Fuda, Fuda, whatever. Uh-huh. She so she has a stepson who's like I think about to turn eighteen. Um, uh-huh. which is um, yeah. So he's about to turn eighteen. She is so on the show. She said she's in the process of adopting him. That his birth mom hasn't seen him and. Um, they sent her papers, whatever. Some people are like calling her a liar about it. You, I don't know the situation. I don't. But my rant is I'm in a very kind of similar situation myself. Um, my son hasn't seen his dad in like 11 years. He's now 15. Um, my, my husband is pretty much probably the only dad he remembers. And I eventually want to get into the adoption process um, with that. But uh, my brand is people are kind of like dogging on Rachel. And then the stepmom, the actual, the biological mom got involved and was like, my ex-husband or ex-boyfriend never let me see him. And um, he made it impossible for me to see him. Um, I'm in a halfway house. Rachel's lying. She's not in the process of adoption. If she is, I haven't got no paperwork, all of this stuff. And let me say, I don't like Rachel. I don't, but here's my rant here. If you wanted to see your son, you would. Yes, he might not physically let you. He probably gave you numerous opportunities to let you see him. And you either messed up the visit, you didn't show up, whatever the case was. I'm in the situation myself, so I understand. Or you go to court. You go to court. If you really want to see your son and there's no reason why you should not be able to see your son, the the, they're going to grant you custody or they're going to grant some type of visitation. She's on drugs. She is previous. She was in jail. She, she's now in a halfway house, but she was in jail for like a numerous years, like in and out. I'm sorry. The dad did the best thing he could for his son. My son's dad was abusive. He was very, he was mean. Like I did so many chances for him to see his son. He either didn't show up something happened with the visit like whatever the case may be it was it I paid nothing in child support there was no visitation set up and it got to the point where the last 
issue, like the last appearance like we had with him was him demolishing my car. He slashed my tires in the middle of winter. He like kicked off my mirrors. He smashed my windshield right with my son right next to him. And that was like my wake up call to be like, you will never see him again. Take me to court. And he never did. He never took me to court. That was 11 years ago. He never attempted. He did send me a couple messages years later about how sorry he was, not about not seeing him, just how sorry he was, how he wanted me back and how he thinks about Aiden. And then go and then like a couple of, you know, like nothing, nothing from the court. You don't pay, he doesn't pay child support. He's only ordered to pay a hundred dollars a month, which is nothing. He doesn't even pay, I'll get like a $30, $30 like every eight months if, if I'm lucky. Like it, I, so in my opinion, I think dad is doing the best thing for him. And why are you all of a sudden now coming out about all this? Why now? Because she's on TV. You want your voice to be heard. People aren't liking her right now. I'm sorry. Like, I don't know about the whole adoption thing. Maybe she's lying. Maybe she's fibbing about that a little bit, which is fine, whatever. But she's a good mom to him and that's all that matters. Yeah, I'm with you on that. I he's don't. A, he, he's the mom he needed when you weren't there. Right, and I don't have any issue with the adoption process if that's something that you know is beneficial to both the parent and the child. Not even necessarily like any any type of monetary or like financial yeah. way. I'm yeah. talking about just for an emotional bonding process because yeah. you know I went through a similar situation with my family where like my mother tech well like my grandmother technically adopted me and we had to go through this whole process of like getting my parents to like re- to like release their parental rights and it was a whole situation of like this this what some people on on one woke tiktok call selective outrage no, no i'm yeah. joking but um but like it was like why are you mad now when you literally thrown me away. Like, what is, I'm confused. So now all of a sudden when adopting me can be beneficial to, to, to taking care of me because to my knowledge, it wasn't like she was sending anything for me. To my knowledge, I don't know if she was or if she wasn't. Take that away, Dorothy Bay. That ain't got nothing to do with me. But right. like, I just, from my, from what I knew, she wasn't sending anything to like help take care of me. It's not like she was sending any voluntary child support. My grandmother never put her on child support. Like yeah. she just wanted her I, to adopt her so she could do whatever yeah, she needed yeah. to do. Yeah, and I didn't, I didn't get him on child support until, gosh, maybe when he was like three. So the first three years of his life, he didn't have to pay anything. And on top of it, I didn't make like I made sure that he didn't get back child support I said yeah he's been helping and the only reason why I got child support listen like I was a young mom a long time ago I had my son very young I was a single mom I was on welfare my son had free medical free medical and they were threatening to stop my medical if I didn't pursue child support I'm like well I'm sorry like I my kid has to have medical like and I took and I had to I had no choice 
I mean, you're, I mean, you do what you got to do. It's the least he could do if he's not around. So, like, yeah. I don't think that there's yeah. anything that you should, like, apologize for. It's like, it's not like you're doing anything else. It's not like, yeah. oh, you're giving him your, your last dime and now all of a sudden now you're in child support, too. It's like, yeah. bastard, you ain't around. So, yeah. like, you don't come see him. You don't spend any time with him. You're not there for him physically nor emotionally. The least you could do is send him the little the little c-note every month which you're not even doing that no he's not yep and i like my son's 15 now like he's you know only three years away from 18 so you know i just at this point i'm just like you know what it is what it is so that is my rant on that i just feel like i'm not like i said i'm not a rachel fan i don't actually i don't i'm not a fan of her i don't like her for the show but i I agree with her on that and good for her and good for dad and I hope that boy is happy and that's all that matters yeah we have a strong history of that of like we have a strong history of like I don't like this housewife but I'm gonna give her credit where it's good <laughs> and this is definitely credit and I and good for good for them and dad is doing a damn good job raising that boy and he looks how healthy happy and healthy and he's obviously well very well taken care of so that's all that matters at the end of the day like like girl fuck you yeah (laughs) anyway so while we're here why we're here um we are recapping real housewife of new york season eight episode three um it was it's called the biggest boob April 20th, 2016 is when it aired. It is a to be continued from the last episode we recapped in the last last time we had Peggy on. So that was kind of like our weekly one. Um, so this time, um, so it was a week in between or two weeks in between. So um, yeah, so pretty much the um, description of the episode, Dorinda confronts Ramona during their lingerie party. Shocking news comes shocking newcomer jewels john arrives uninvited for a showdown with bethany everyone heads to the hamptons to celebrate bethany's birthday dorinda tries to mend fences with bethany and ramona so this is a to be continued did you watch the right episode no i watched the right okay (laughs) (laughs) i'm like oh no it's the fact that you have complete valid reason to ask me that <laughs> for me it was like did you watch the right episode like like, like no seriously did you watch- no the reason why i made that face was <laughs> that's so fucking funny the reason why i made that face was because the last line in that description was like not accurate when it says like dorinda tries to mend fences i was like she went there to custom bitches out like yeah. she went yeah, there she did and it's so like funny she specifically went there to cuss Ramona the fuck out. So this was the episode. If you, if you guys don't, just a little recap. I don't know if you guys remember, but two weeks ago we did the bra party. It's a very yes. iconic episode. You should all know about the bra party during this bra party. Here's the aftermath of it. Um, Before we get into the actual episode, there's one thing that I need to just clock into from the previously on that I didn't yep. catch last last episode. There was something that Bethany said to uh, Carol, and it was funny to me because later on in the season, she picks on Carol for for being so politically neurotic. But when she sits down at this lunch with with Carol, she's like, I did a State of the Union 
on Luann right away. I, for some reason, that was so funny to me. I was like, that, I not love a state it. of the union. <laughs> and if you guys kind of don't remember, as I said last episode, well, the episode we recapped, I don't hate Luann. I don't. <laughs> I like to hate Luann. I, <laughs> that is probably the best way. Like, I don't really hate her, but I like to hate on her. Yeah. If, to me, she's always That's having... That's like me like, with Giselle. Well, it was... No, yeah. that was me with Giselle. Now I think I just hate her ass. But that used to like, be me with Giselle. But it's just like the... There's... Okay. I I just... I just like to hate on her. I'm sorry if it's mean, but she is always having an embarrassing moment. And yes, she has probably one, one of the housewives that's changed the most from like her first until now. But just my opinion here. Don't tell me I don't have an education. <laughs> don't come into my house and tell me I don't have an education. I can't. And, and listen, I can't. Now, I love Luann's deep voice, so I'll give her that. But that shit was funny as hell to me. I was like, not nah, I need a State of the Union on the way. I just thought that was so funny. He's but so- picking up at the bra party, I'm not exactly sure where your notes start at. But it starts mine with the- start- <laughs> Okay, because mine starts with Jules calling the girls elderly. Oh, I got notes and notes on that because I did research. But so it started the moment the show starts off. Um, it shows like the horrific moments from like the previous of um, mm-hmm. of the bra party. Dorinda is downstairs smoking a cigarette. So she's outside uh, with Jules. Dorinda says she understands why they did it, but she's upset with Ramona um, that did that to her because she is a friend of her for 20 years. So then Jules tells Dorinda, um, Jules tells Dorinda she has her back, but um, didn't, but then goes on to tell her that Bethany started it. And then it goes to her confessional. I just did. Uh, okay. <clears throat> I can understand. I'm very torn with. Dorinda's rationale. Yeah. Because I understand why she would be more upset with Ramona. Same. I don't necessarily understand why she's only upset, upset with Ramona. Do you my, know what I mean? my rationale about it. So if you remember last see last episode of this. Ramon, so Bethany was talking to Carol about how John and Dorinda were like at her house one time in the summer during the Hamptons and it was really bad. They got so wasted that they had to physically like be carried out. So my kind of rationale about it is I don't know, but the way the episode goes on and the way Bethany kind of talks about them, I think Bethany knows a lot and Ramona doesn't want and Dorinda doesn't want to piss her off. Not that I think Bethany would ever do that because I don't think she would. um, Because I've never really seen her do it before. But I think that is why, in my opinion. That would make sense because later on in the episode when she's talking about it before she goes to um, dinner with them, I did have a question mark on that. And I was like, 
her reasoning for not being upset with Bethany didn't make sense to me. Like, it was like, but we'll get to it when we, when yeah. we get to it. But I, but that does, like, that does kind of lead some sort of rationale to that. Because I was like, girl, what that mean? Like, why you not at? But well, Jules calling these girls elderly really kind of annoyed the shit out of me. Because I was like, first of all, this platform was built for middle-aged women. So you coming on a platform that was built for women who are who are middle-aged and you sitting here joking about them being old is fucking stupid because you in they house, bitch. Yeah. Second no, of all... Yeah. Second of all, you're automatically alienating yourself from the group because you're the youngest person on the show. Ain't nobody else in your age range. All them bitches is old compared to you. Yeah. So, like... So, when they hear that back, why would any of them talk to you again? So she, even Dorinda, like Dorinda's supposed to be your friend. So she, so for the exact words she said, she, Joel says she's never seen fighting like that, especially the elderly. That is, um, I wrote in green, so I really can't look. <laughs> but <laughs> I, I was like, um, she said, I thought that maybe they would be a little bit more mature. I said, so I did a little research. During this time, Bethany was 45, Dorinda wow. was 51, and Ramona was 59. Elder elderly age is 65 and older. Jules was 35, only 10 years younger than Bethany. Mm -hmm. I did my research, and I was like, what the? <laughs> you did that, bitch, because that math was math then. You ate that. You <laughs> ate that. <laughs> you you really ate that because I wouldn't have even. Well, I would have thought of it, but I wouldn't have bothered to do it. But yes, that girl. What? Girl, fuck you. Girl, fuck you, Jules. Because I didn't like you from your tagline. Your tagline irritated me. <sighs> An Asian and a Jew walked into a bar, and then they had me. So are you? Well, so wait. Hold on. Hold on. Cause let's just go ahead and and sidebar and just dissect your 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 your, your funky ass tagline for a second. Cause so so what are you trying to say? Like is this like some sort of like half ass acknowledgement to interracial marriage? Is this is this you saying that your parents were 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 a couple lushes and just accidentally conceived you? Like what like what is going on with this tagline? Like girl, what is this? I feel like it's just another way for because she talks about it a lot and I feel like she just wants another another reason to talk about it. Who freaking knows? And this is the black person confused on why you're bringing up race on the show. Pay attention to that, people. This is the and black her, person that her, always makes everything about parents, race. Her are probably just sitting there like, like shut <laughs> up, girl. Fuck, like girl, just shut up. So you talk too much. <laughs> So Dorinda and Jules comes back up to the party and everyone is, everybody's shouting at one time. Uh, where's the bras? Where's the bras? Where's the, everybody at one time? This poor little bra lady. I'm like, oh God. Where was the other bra lady? Because there was two of them there. She was probably hiding. She's like. She probably said, bitch, I'm going on. I'm going to go smoke a cigarette with Dorinda. And she probably just got in I'm a taxi done. and never came back. She said, bitch, I'm done. You can handle this. So Jules tells Ramona that Dorinda is upset. Ramona says, 
okay, I have to fix this. What do I do? Carol, t- Carol tells her to apologize. Um, I, I don't know. <laughs> like, I have a couple things. One, like, whatever bra Carol came up them stairs in was really cute. It was really Carol cute. looked really good. Yeah, like, Carol have, looked really good. I have that in here, too. Um, I found it funny. A- I don't know if you got anything on this side, but when Bethany was up there, did you did you have any notes about that when she went in? She was trying the bra and on. Did you hear to what, Ramona? No, before that. Did you well, hear what she when said? She talked to the bra lady. Did you hear what she said? <laughs> so I don't yes. know if you have it in your notes. So Bethany's trying on this bra, right? The saleswoman is telling her about the bra and all the stuff it does and all the stuff you can buy with it. And Bethany says to her, all I need is the bra. And I'm buying this for you. And she, walk, and she literally walks away as the woman. Walks. Like, <laughs> I was like, "What the hell is going on?" And she, like, like, like it, like, it really reminded. Salesperson. It's re- it, it, it really is because it was so funny. It reminds me of those 1950s stories of like when the person comes to your door try, trying to sell you the vacuum with the 50 attachments. That's exactly what it felt like. And she, she was like, I just need a bra. Like, I only have two tits. Like, calm down. Sister. Yeah. And like, I, I don't need... Wear one all the time. Like, like, uh, like, like, like I, I, I don't need the bra to, like, twist my nipples for me. Like, chill out. Like, <laughs> yeah, calm I, down. I just want a bra. I want it to do its job, and I want to move on. Um, but please, there was a conversation that Jules had with Carol this that disturbed be- the entire so- shit out of me. Really quick before that, this is right after. So really quick, okay. Bethany Bethany goes into Dorinda's dressing room as she's changing. Um, she says, you should be more mad at me than Ramona. Yes. Um, so my question for you is, would you be more mad at Ramona or Bethany? I'd be more mad at Ramona. My opinion why is because Bethany didn't really bring anything up. All she said was, you trying to sell John to us. And then Ramona, like, really gets personal. You know, I can see Bethany's good intentions and what she was trying to say. Me too. I can like it like like once I take a step back and break it down and look at it all the way, I can see where Bethany was probably just trying to be like, hey, you know, da 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 da, just trying to, you know, was the time and place maybe the wrong time and place? Sure, but they're on reality TV, so it's always the time and place, right? For real. When it comes to Ramona, everything about that was fucked up. It was everything everything about it from the fact that that was your friend of friend of 20 years like you sat in the fourth row at her husband's funeral which i can't wait till we get to that because that was the most that was the most random fucking line ever i have that in all capital letters in my notes i can't wait till we get to that because i was i literally just i i literally paused the show it was like What does that like, mean? Yeah. <laughs> what does that? Oh my god, that took that 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 took me out. But from you being her friend of twenty years, 
to the way you delivered it, to what the message was. Everything about it was fucked up. Like, you jumped into an, an in-progress argument. You jumped into the middle of Bethany and Dorinda arguing and was like, well, since y'all already in the shit, let me just go ahead and just throw something else in there since we already talking about it. You're so right. Um, so Dorinda says, I'll choose who I'm mad at. Um, and then in her confessional, Bethany says, Dorinda needs to protect herself more, more. Her boyfriend is a little sleazy, and I'm aware of that. I've been a victim of it. Sensitive to feeling like somebody might be getting used by their partner. Obviously, like, you kind of know, like, what she went through with her ex-husband. So I oh, I yeah. do, like, I, I agree with you. I do think she, um, she has... Dorinda's best interest in heart. And I do think Ramona does too. Ramona just has a very crappy Shitty way delivery. Of, yeah. And I think with Bethany, like, she didn't say anything that was too crazy. It was just not anything you would want to hear. Yeah. Whereas with Ramona, that it was, was like, not only did you jump into an argument that I'm already having with another bitch about my yeah. man, one, then you gonna jump in and tell me some crazy ass shit about my man in the middle of an argument with me having an argument with another bitch about my man. And then you gonna tell me this man get pumped up on Viagra and comes home and screws me for six hours in front of people? Yeah, I was just about in to- In front of the brawl lady? <laughs> and on camera? Like, I was just about like... to- like, I was just about to repeat. I gotta take my hair down. Um, Go for right, it, because about... I'm like two seconds away. I was just repeating. <laughs> <laughs> repeating what she said but um in so the next scene not really scene but so in her confessional Jules says Carol is hot if I were a lesbian I I do her like she is unbelievable if okay. I was a lesbian I would sleep with Carol too I was Carol is hot like Carol is actually really hot like she gives me like 90 supermodel vibes like she just she has that face she's so pretty the thing with carol she doesn't try and that i think that she doesn't overdo the makeup i mean either does bethany but like she doesn't overdo the makeup she doesn't always dress sexy like she's very confident Mm -hmm. there's a note that i have there's a note that i have about carol a, a little bit later in the episode when she's on the phone with with bethany and she's walking her dog and i was like carol looks so fucking cool like, like, yeah, like, 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 like she looks so cool. Yeah. yeah. Like, like, she doesn't look great. So I Jules, I love it. So Jules tells Carol that she, Carol, is skinnier than her Jules. So Jules is saying Carol is skinnier than her. Um, no. It's skinnier than her. Carol replies with Jules, I know we just met, but you're a toothpick. Jules then says, listen, I'm healthy. <laughs> Like, I'm healthy. I get my period every 30 days. I'm not on a pill. Carol says that's... The fact that you're saying that is a little scary. Why? I agree with Carol. So let me tell I you I agree why. with Carol. I'm like, bitch, what? I, and let me tell you why. I don't know if you do know much about eating disorders. I've never had an eating disorder, but I, I remember doing a project when at school, and it's just something that always, like, kind of intrigued me. Like, I wanted to know more about it. So I did a project in school about it. So when you're anorexic or bulimic more anorexic i believe i i can correct me if i'm wrong people um 
correct me if I'm wrong. I, I don't want to put the perception out there, but I remember doing the project on it. When you're on, when you're anorexic, you like lose your period. Like you lose it. Uh-huh. So I feel like that, that's why she said that. I, um, I've spoken about this before, so it's all good. Um, I'm a recovering bulimic, so um, I'm very familiar with this territory. Yeah, I could be wrong. Um, I could be wrong. Like I don't. I'm not I don't necessarily. No, I don't necessarily have the yeah, genetic that- makeup to be able to speak to this, but I have had conversations with other people who have engaged in the in the behavior, and that is something that is a side effect that has happened. Yeah. So I can. Con- confirmed by proxy through other people that that is something that has happened. And when she said it, I was like, it triggered the shit out of me. No no lie, because I was like, I I knew exactly what she was talking about. I was like, oh. And then she said she's not on a pill. And I I, I was like, wait, was Ozempic in pill form back in the day? Like, what's tea? Yeah, I don't know what that meant. Like, I don't know if she had but yeah, like Carol's reaction was literally my reaction. Like the fact that you're saying that is scary to me because, you know, usually people aren't privy to that information unless they are experienced. Well, yeah. how do I say that with without implying that people who know about eating disorders have eating disorders? Um, I. That, <laughs> as. <clears throat> I'll put it like this. As somebody who has had to, or as somebody who has tried to deny to somebody having an eating disorder while blatantly having an eating disorder, that's some shit that somebody who has an eating disorder who's trying to deny it would say. Like, I like, like, I, 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 I like, like to, like to me. Trigger warning to all the bulimics out there. But that's like me as a bulimic, knowing that I'm a bulimic and trying to convince you that I'm not a bulimic by saying, like, I I ate my entire plate. I haven't thrown up in months. Yeah, like, who are you trying to- Where does that come from? Yeah, like, you're trying to convince yourself and others as well. Right, and and the fact that you're trying to convince yourself just blatantly became very apparent because yeah. now it's seeping out to you trying to convince others when they haven't even gone in that territory. Like, it's like when somebody asks you, are you going to finish your brownie? And you're like, of course, I haven't thrown up in weeks. Yeah. Where did that come from? Yeah, it's coming from somewhere. Yeah, like, 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 like the call is coming from inside your stomach, sis. Mm-hmm. No shade. So... So then Carol asked Jules, what do you mean you don't, you get your period? Jules replies, because I defend myself. You know, I don't like it when people say, ugh, you're so skinny. My thing is she just told Carol that she, Carol's too skinny. That Right. First of all, you just told Carol that she's skinnier than you, which what is that to say? One. Yeah. And then two, that sentence as a response to, to, to somebody asking you, what do you mean you get your period? makes no contextual sense it literally makes no sense like what do you mean you're saying you get your period because you're defending yourself like that does not make any sense 
So then in her confessional, she says, I'm skinnier than, she says, I'm skinnier than her. I think she's skinnier than me. But who cares how, how is skinny not positive? Who said that? Jules. Bitch, you brought it up. Yeah. And, you brought it up. Okay, skinny is a positive, but there is a fine line between skinny and that. There's a fine line between acknowledging healthy body types and the and the toxicity of thin culture. Yes. And that that like first of all, her bringing that up in the first place, like, wow, you're skinnier than me. Like, one, you're everything about that sentence sounds negative because you're implying that your weight. It is inherently too thin. Yes. And then now you're accusing another woman of being more unhealthily thin than you are. Yeah. And then you get upset when, like, for me, did Carol ever say anything to you that implied that she should have defended herself not having an eating disorder? Because it was like you engage the conversation yeah. and then you defend yourself having an eating disorder without anybody implying it. Right. Did I miss something? Yeah, it just, it, the whole thing was very, very uncomfortable. Jules makes me uncomfortable. He does. Jules in general makes me uncomfortable from her tagline to <laughs> Jules' tagline makes me uncomfortable. And it's not even about her being skinny, because as somebody who's literally been thin their entire life, like I like I get that whole like defending your health because you're thin thing. But the way that you did it was as someone who has an eating disorder that's blatantly trying to convince you they don't. And I'm only saying that as somebody who has an eating disorder who has tried to convince people that they don't. Yeah. Just saying. So Dorinda comes downstairs. Ramona is rehearsing her apology to to Dorinda with Bethany. In her confessional, Ramona it's says, mean. <laughs> In her confessional, Ramona says, um, she is nervous that Dorinda might bite her head off again. Um You deserve the it. The way Bethany is coaching Dorinda, I mean Ramona is cracking me up. It felt like gaslighting <laughs> it, felt like, it felt like she gaslit her into making that apology like it was like you like you have to apologize like just go in there and say you're sorry like 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 like, 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 like you have to you have to go in there and say you're sorry just go in there and say xyz xyz and then she closes the scene out after ramona has gotten her lines together and she closes it out and says well if that's how you feel go in there and say it bitch you just what do I say? You literally gaslit her, fed her a script, and gave her word for word what to say, and then said, well, if that's what's on your heart, that shit took me out. I was like, ma'am, ma no. We're not. That is bla that 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 felt like gaslighting to me. I was cracking up. I'm like, oh my god. Um so Ramona Ooh. apologizes to Dorinda. Dorinda won't even look at her. It kind of reminds me of like when you're yelling not at that, your when you're not yelling that at your kids. Ramona gave her time to look at her though. 
No, but like kind of reminded me of like the way Dorinda looks. It kind of reminds me of when Ramona, I mean, when you're yelling at your kids and they don't want to look at you. That yes. is, that's the vibe I totally get from that. It's just shame. Cause Ramona is walking in with her tail tucked so far between her legs. It has scooted her tampon to the side. Like she is so wound up and the adrenaline is pumped. Like it is so like, I am like watching this scene made me so physically uncomfortable. Like I was squirming in my seat watching Ramona come into this room. It was so funny. Like she's like, she, like, like she just walks into to a room full of people and it's just like, yeah, I'm sorry. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't, I'm sorry. I don't, I don't know what to say. I'm sorry. I don't know what to say. I need a vodka shot now. I was like, what the hell just yeah, happened? Real, this is, so in her confessional, Bethany says Ramona was like a toy soldier. But she's literally acting like a toy soldier, but she's talking in a robot voice. She said, I'm sorry. I didn't mean it. I'm sorry if I hurt you. Let let me go back to my station and it was the most fucked up crazy awkward apology ever it was and i don't think she meant a toy soldier i think she meant those like wind up toy yeah. robots that yep. just you you like wind them up and they just go all over the place that's because ramona came in like a tasmanian devil people you could have like she could have walked in did that and nobody paid attention to what happened she could have walked in and made that statement and nobody heard what she said, the way that she just twirled in there and twirled her ass right on up out of there. For I real was like, though. girl, that was crazy. Dorinda probably didn't even see that. No, she wasn't even looking. Like, she probably uh, wasn't even paying attention. I have to use my flashlight because I literally wrote in like lime green and I can't see because it's so damn dark down here. Anyway. You make such um, bold choices. I'm so weird. <laughs> So Carol dips out because she has a date night with Adam. Ramona says she's leaving because there's two cute guys at the bar. In her confession, <laughs> in her you better work, Ramona. I she's so funny. In her confessional, Dorinda says so. Basically, she does a drive-by shooting, and I'm on the floor bleeding, and she hands and she's handing me a band-aid. Your time is done here, so go. I have two things to say about this. One, she tried to talk to you. You ignored her. Two, right after your drive-by comment, you literally said it's your time to go. So go. So why are you complaining? It just... I... Watching this scene, it just... This entire episode was so much more intense than it, it had to be. Like, all of it just felt so much more heavy. Like, it felt like an episode of Mob Wives. Seriously. This really felt like an episode of Mob Wives, because uh, I've got that in my notes later when when Bethany is, like, getting ready to go to this dinner with Dorinda and Ramona, and she is having a fucking panic attack, and she's like... I, I love it. Like, I was like, what the hell is going on? Like, like who are you going to dinner with, Jesus? Like, what the fuck is wrong with you? But, it, it, but it's all just so intense, and then the way that Dorinda articulates is so intense at, at all times. And then she has this cigarette voice, which makes it all just the more just so, it's just all just so, it's, it's just heavy as hell. And I'm like, girl, y'all need to move on because John ain't fine enough for all this foolishness. Sorry. 
So Ramona says to her friend, let's hang at the bar with the guys. Dorinda says to Bethany and Jules, I expect loyalty. And this is simply, and it's simply this. I think Ramona just says whatever is on her mind without filtering. Dorinda gets upset because Bethany is defending Ramona. Dorinda and John were supposed to stay with Ramona that weekend, but she now says, no, she will not. I'm very... I'm very ma- this is what she says. She says, I'm very mafia like that. I live by the sword. I die by I die by. You think I'm gonna eat from the table and wake up from her bed this weekend? Fuck that shit. Bethany says, we're not in Godfellas. <laughs> Good like, like it's not Goodfellas. I literally wrote this this feels like Game of Thrones. Like yeah. it just feels so intense. It's so extreme. It's so just more than it needed to be. I was like, Dorinda, like, you're acting like she just aborted the baby that she had by fucking your husband. Like, you really need to chill. Like, you really need to chill. Like, Seriously. it was just all so intense. It was a lot. Um, and- Dorinda, Dorinda says, I don't care. I'm not sleeping in her house this weekend. Dorinda calls John to see where he's at. And if he's picking her up, she has him on speakerphone. And the first thing that pops out of his mouth is any bitch that talks smack. And then she hurries up and takes it off speakerphone. That shit was so real. That was some real ass shit right there. Like you could tell by Jeremiah's face that like, oh, she was, oh fuck. Like, 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 like I'm caught at this point. And I think that's part of the reason why she couldn't really be as mad at Bethany is because all the shit that she was saying about Bethany is true. John did come in there and prove everything that she said. She said it too. Jules asked, so Jules asked Bethany what she said. Um, and Bethany repeats and says, Bethany asked her, um, and pretty much repeats what she said. And then Bethany asked Dorinda what is he a fucking, what did she say, swami? Swampy? Whatever the hell that is. <laughs> oh no. There was a part here where I can't even remember who said something, like, like where this came from, but there was a confessional that Bethany was like, who's the rat? Who's the rat? Like, yeah, what happened? Um... Who, who's the rat? Is it the bra lady? What yeah, was that that's, in context yeah. too, because I that's didn't. That's coming up. So let me see. Oh, oh so Bethany. Okay, so we're not so there yet. Okay, cool. Not. We're. It's, I think it's coming up though. So Bethany says, just tell him to strap one on this weekend and take the, that Viagra instead of banging you all night and come fuck with all of us. The shit that Bethany feels comfortable it's saying insane. to these people is extremely buck wild. It is ex- because later on, she literally just looks John dead in his face and was like, what, what, do you want to do lines? Like, well, like, like, what is this? Like, I was like, oh. So, um, Bethany's in her confessional. She says, those bitches better not be talking about me. I'm like, who's the rap? Was it the bra lady? I mean, who's the rat? And then it cuts to the bra lady literally standing up with her arms crossed, just smiling at them. Because <laughs> I'm sure that the bra lady is living. I'm sure she's like, bitch, I can't wait to get back to the office and tell all the girls about this, honey. Like, I'm sure she was <laughs> living. 
I'm sure she was having a great time. I was so funny. So then John rolls in, drunk and high as a kite. Yeah. Um, yes. with a, with so this he scarf. Had this bri- he had this bright pink button-up shirt on and this scarf. And the scarf's not even, like, it wasn't even on. Like, it was wrapped around his neck and the sides are hanging down. It wasn't, like, turned around. Like, it was, like, I don't know. It's disgusting. It, it's some hipster fuckboy bullshit. And I was like, you are too old to be doing any of those things. So then Joel says, oh my God, I'm having a cardiac arrest. This made me laugh because it's either I'm having a heart attack or I'm going into cardiac arrest. Yeah, I was like, that didn't make any sense. I had that written down too. I was like, are you going into cardiac arrest or are you having a heart attack? I was yeah. like, what exactly is going on with you in this moment? And then that she does says, not seem medically possible. It makes sense. And then she says quadruple bypass. And then Bethany's sitting there and laughed and asked, are you, how, are you all right? Bethany is legit not even phased by this. I feel like Bethany would be like like that would be me in this situation. I, I like she like somebody would say I I'm having a heart attack and I would be like bitch what <laughs> like why <laughs> like girl for what like just so insensitive like girl for what yeah well, my pen because like, I'm not because I'm already not good at what 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 are you over there doing like what are you my doing. Pen- my pen exploded all over me. Dorinda is making you anxious, girl. He's Dorinda is taking I'm you there. A, I'm going, I'm having a cardiac arrest. <laughs> <I'm> a- <laughs> <laughs> uh, ah! That is so funny. So John... I, oh, John's, this bastard. I hate him. So John says, how are our friends... Uh, like seriously like what the hell are you talking about they don't even like well Jules does but Bethany says um says who John to Jules and then to Jules has she said he said hi BFF to Jules and then um Bethany said how um what the hell do I have here how older whatever oh I said that so he said hi BFF to Jules and I said how old are we so I'm like, who says that? Uh. <laughs> like you're a fucking kid. Like, like you're a grown ass man. So I was talking about hi BFF. Like it's really get like you little like it fit like uh, it was so annoying. Like I literally have written down John gives sleaze ball. Like during this exchange <laughs> between him and Bethany, he came in directly talking down to them, and I was like, he's such a fucking asshole. And I'm glad that Bethany went the fuck off and set his ass straight because I was like, this shit is. Yeah weird. So, like, why are you coming in talking to women like this? So Bethany to John says, you look very slick tonight. Um, yeah, that was... I, I laughed at that. Like, what does that mean? Um, this was gross. This was ick to me. Um, John to Jules, he says, give me a kiss. It... And kisses her on the lips. I'm glad I'm not the only one that caught that because I was like, it, the way they tried to play it off, they, they tried to play it off like like it was the European double kiss. But I was, was like, it. you kissed this woman on her lips directly in front of your girlfriend. Yeah. What the fuck is going on here? It makes no, it's gross. What is this? So John says, so how's your little bra party? 
Dorinda says it was great. And then John to Dorinda says, hey, I'm here and kisses her. Like he goes, hey, I'm here. And then goes, mm. like it was just ugh. like he's first of all, you kiss another woman on the lips before you kiss your girlfriend. One. Yeah. And then two, how's your little bra party? Like you are so condescending for a mother for a person who makes their living cleaning other people's drawers. <laughs> you really got a lot of nerve bringing your behind up here talking about somebody's little bra party when they're going to be bringing them bras and panties down to your dry cleaners next week. And your scarf. You and your scarf. Ugh. He said, so he says, so what's up, everyone? Is everyone behaving? Dorinda says, not much. And then John again says, is everyone behaving? Like, he literally said it again. Is everybody behaving? It really felt like a moment where they asked Dorinda how she's doing and she's like not well no. bitch I <laughs> think like, that's really what it felt like and then and then it and then looks and run at everything Bethany says define behaving and John says really I don't know if you women know how to behave you women wow <laughs> like John you, you have no room to talk old man you have no cooth you have no respect. Yeah. You are just, it was gross. And it then he goes off. on to accuse, and then he goes on to accuse Bethany of stealing the name of her company from the person who created Skinny Cow. So in her, so then Bethany says to John, you're a little lit up right now. And then in her confessional, Bethany says, John walked his ass into the door, his face red, his um his dilated his eyes dilated we're at a bra party dude what are you doing at a girl's bra party do you have a vagina <laughs> it was just so 10th grade do you have a vagina <laughs> like i was Love like her. that was funny i was like girl okay so it just, john, <laughs> uh, john just gives off like creepy uncle vibes Yes, he gives like, like he gives like the creepy uncle who's trying to, trying to like think and I'm ends up arguing think. with the young girl. I'm trying to think who he reminds me of. I I don't have a specific person, but he reminds me of somebody with like. I'm trying to think what it reminds me of, and I just can't think of the right analogy. But he reminds me of like. You know who honestly he reminds me of? Um, Matilda's dad. Yeah. That's <laughs> that's honestly so yeah. Harold Wormwood. Yeah. <laughs> You're so good at that's this. That's exactly like, what he gives. Because Matilda is one of my favorite movies. But yeah, but is, yes, he gives definitely Harold Wormwood vibes. Yeah. The, yes. Yes. Wormwood. Yes. He can bury that. So John goes into asking Bethany, you know my friend Sam, right? Bethany asks, who's Sam? And then John tells her the guy with Skinny Cow. And Bethany says, oh, I do know him. Well, he said he wanted to go into the, he sold his whatever. And then he said he wanted to go into the ice cream business. John says, I heard you took his name. Dorinda says, no, that's not true. And then um, he said, she said to John, hey, we're not going to do that tonight again. And then Bethany says, to Dorinda, let, let him do his thing. Don't manage him. And John says, I can manage myself. 
Dorinda wants We're not going to do that tonight yeah. again. Again. That's what, that was my first red flag in that exchange. Yes. I was like, again. Yes. What do you mean? Dorinda like, what is do you... way too comfortable. Dorinda is way too comfortable letting John talk, talk shit about these women behind closed yeah. doors. Yes. You're so right about that. Because there's no way that he would be this comfortable to speak like this in front of these are the women in front of her. Uh, unless one, he's just that big of an asshole or two, he talks this shit in front of Dorinda when they're at home and she doesn't say anything. Yeah, that is my vibe too. That is honestly my vibe. Um, so Dorinda is <laughs> walking away and says she's going home. John to Bethany says, how was your, how was your night by the way? And Bethany replies with, um, the Snoopy scarf, it's set, it's, what is god i can't read my own writing (laughs) (laughs) the snoopy scarf is hard to like have a serious conversation and then john literally rips his skirt off his skirt (laughs) his skirt that's so funny yeah we're gonna go with that no he He rips rips his skirt skirt off (laughs) he rips his skirt off um he with so now the scarf is has it's one around the neck now it's yeah. now it went from hanging to one around the neck um so he takes it off and says i'll take the fucking scarf off and literally throws it like you're doing so much you are having a full-blown temper tantrum so he literally she goes so bethany schools john like literally left right center backward yes. forward whatever um so john says um john says i don't know and bethany probably with with i know you don't know that's why you're you come in here and talk shit and then in her confessional bethany says john came in hot and starting to mess with my business and trying to catch me in something with my business yeah no don't poke a bear at the zoo sweetheart (laughs) now i had to break the fourth wall here for a second please because her saying this huh john looks at the camera when he says something that's so fucking funny but when she is explaining the whole business thing to John, and when she says what she says in her confessional, it brings something back up to me that I wanted to discuss. Yeah. And I'm just gonna read exactly what I wrote. Okay. Why is it that Bethany can so easily articulate the difference between skinny cow and skinny girl, but yet she thinks that tipsy girl and skinny girl are the exact same thing? Am I delusional? No, so let me ex- can I let me explain. Please. So, okay, in this exact season, because I know exactly what you're thinking, and I thought the same thing too until I really thought about it. If you watch this season, like as it's coming up a little bit, Bethany takes Sonya like underneath her wing. She shows her all the it around about not even so much just about tips to girl about running a business, like like with a toaster oven and all this stuff. So she's showing her the ropes. In, in talking, like having her talk to some of her people and all this other stuff. Skinny yeah. Cow is an ice cream brand. It's an ice cream brand. I don't think I've seen anything else other than ice cream with it. I thought they made the, the little cheese in the little red wrapping. Is that Skinny Cow? Them? I don't, I don't so. know. But when they said that, that's what I thought about was the cheese. The no, thing. it's You like, know what I'm talking like, about? The little yeah. circles of cheese? It, that's not it, that's but not I know what you mean. Oh. But it's literally is ice cream, like it's different ice cream brand. So Tipsy Girl one 
If you remember, Tip the Girl was brought up by idea by John. It's all this ink on your finger for me. I know. Look at me! <laughs> that is so funny. Yeah. It's so funny because you were like, one. And, uh, and honestly, it's purple ink all up into your face. These damn colored pens! Um, I used so, to love those pens, by the way. Though. I know, I love them. So John was one of the people that brought up Skinny Tipsy Girl to Sonya. I don't know if you knew that. I did not know that. Yeah. So the people wow. that Bethany, so the people that Sonia is working for have an issue with Bethany because they wanted Bethany to be Tipsy Girl and to bring that idea and Bethany didn't want to do it. Okay, that's fair. And that's Tipsy fair. Girl is alcohol. I mean, Bethany obviously started off as Margarita and Tipsy Girl's Prosecco. So it's not the exact same alcohol, but it's alcohol. And obviously, uh-huh. like, as time going on, you saw Brianna, um, Bethany have, like, the popcorn and the drinks and the chocolates yeah, and the jeans. Yeah, like, she has every type of alcohol, and then she has all types of snacks and juices and yeah. food and jeans, and it turned into, into a full entire life, into a full yeah. lifestyle brand. But there was a couple other things that I did yeah. have. I didn't blame Bethany for being upset, but accusing him of doing coke. She didn't accuse him. Was that a bit too far? He does coke. Oh. Yeah. And I'll explain in a little bit. This is what I get for not watching these shows like that, for real. Because I didn't know, but he, but it does, but it makes sense because he was one He looks. He was zooted. He looks like someone that does coke. Like, yeah. I'll explain a little bit in, and I'll tell you how. Well, one, I already knew. Oh my god! Like, (laughs) I will tell you a little bit. Like, I knew a little bit that John did coke because Bethany kind of hints at it when she's at like lunch with Carol or Ramona one of the two about how the partying is a little intense um Uh. so she so John again to Bethany says um you stole that name and Bethany says his name is skinny cow I want to say this exactly how she said it so Bethany and her so Bethany to John says his name is skinny cow mine is skinny girl you're a cow I'm a girl that's the difference. <laughs> the fact that she pointed to him and said, you're a cow, I'm a girl. There's the difference. Bethany is so smart. I fucking love her. So Dur- Dorinda's yelling at John to stop. John says, I'm not going to stop. But anyways, hi, baby. Like, John I is the first time I have ever watched a man argue with a woman on and Housewives I- and actually physically had the thought stop trying to be a damn bitch yeah like he is the epitome of the men being in the women's business like this was so unnecessary it was so unnecessary it was so cringy it was so forced it was so just it was it was just so much it was so much i was like it was just like why are you doing all of this why are you doing this and then John says, hi, baby. Um, I'm here. I missed you. I came to see you. I'm like, no, you didn't. You came to start shit with Bethany. You literally came here to start shit with Bethany. And then the fact that, like, 
Dorinda feels so comfortable allowing John to call those women bitches. I don't like that either. Yeah, I don't like that either. And then in I her really confessional, like this, this, this was, uh, uh, I didn't like this part. So in her confessional, Dorinda says, I just managed to put this fire out and here he comes. John, and here he comes, John with a gallon of gasoline. First off, you're not helping this. You're, if that was my boyfriend and he continued to not stop, I would have smacked him in his goddamn mouth. First of all, if first of all, my dude wouldn't feel comfortable speaking about yeah. women like that either, in the first either place. Would mine. Either would mine. Let alone showing up to where I am to start a fight with a woman. Like that just is crazy to me. Like that yeah, is insane. And, and, I'm not even a person who believes in gender roles. I don't even subscribe to pronouns. Yeah. But I think that is insanely weird. Like, that's weird, it, bro. It is. It's really weird. And it's kind of like giving me, like, Peter vibes. Because Peter was, like, the same way. And you know what? It's crazy because Peter is the person who they tried to... Who they pit as the face of the man, uh, of the man and women's business. Maybe I gotta go back and... Maybe I gotta go watch Atlanta again and like rewatch it, but I don't remember ever feeling this intensely uncomfortable with Peter being I, in a room with I women. Like I don't think so either. I agree with you there. I I didn't feel this uncomfortable. Like I always felt like the reason why the women didn't like Peter in the women's business was because Peter was never afraid to call them out on their shit when yeah. they were trying to play play TV. But I don't feel like Peter ever just walked in a room and just started shit with somebody. Correct me if I'm wrong. No, you're right. Because I have been wrong a lot. But, <laughs> <laughs> but, I, I, but I just thought that that was so, uh, it was, it was aggressive. It was it really so was. blatantly aggressive. It was, and I was insane. Pissed. Yeah. Um, so Dorinda says to John, how dare you come in here and start with Bethany and apologize to Bethany. And Bethany says, no, it's fine. Just back. She goes literally like this. Back that shit up. <laughs> I was like, I love that thing. I, I, I honestly her. do. And it's because of shit like that. It's because of shit like that. Because that's some real ass shit. Like, just just stand on what you said. So I know how, know, know how to move with you. If you're going to be full of shit, stay, stay full of shit. Yep. And to John's point, and to John's, you know... Uh, whatever he did John did stand 10 toes down on that shit he did behind closed doors with Dorinda in Bethany's face and, and in anybody else's face that would listen John stood 10 toes down on that I give it to him he a Beth fuck boy but he 10 toes down Bethany um, says continue with your information John says he's calling Sam Bethany says to John you you want to blow some lines and talk the story through. That shit sent me. Like, I was like, like, that 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 line reminds me of, like, all the classic Housewives moments that they put in the trailers of, like, the coming up. And, like, they, they like, put the dramatic dun-dun-dun behind them. Like, you want to blow some lines and talk it through? <gasps> Dun, dun, dun. Like next time on Real Housewives of New York City, like that shit was intense. And then John says, and then you break it out. Ooh, 
And then Dorinda Does says Bethany to Bethany. Does Bethany do coke? <laughs> well, so Dorinda, Dorinda says to Bethany, that's not nice. You don't, this is what I'm talking about. She says, that's not nice. You don't know shit about that. I, it really that reminded is, me. That is my it, point. It really reminded me of Mob Wives because one, it felt like Dorinda confirmed that Bethany does coke, one. And then two, it reminded me of this scene in Mob Wives when um, when one girl had accused Renee Graciano of doing coke. Um, I forgot her name. Uh, I forgot, it doesn't matter. Which but, one? Was it uh, a main cast Melissa, She was one of the girls that came on later and she was one of the girls like, two girls had the same name. And Natalie. It, Natalie. B, but not Natalie D. Donato, but it was the first Natalie, Rattley. The one that was said, said that her boyfriend smuggled. Natalie G. The Gersio. one that said she's... Yes. Okay. Yes, Natalie Gersio. Her. And I she was go like. I back and watch Mob Wives, man. We honestly should. That would be so much fun. But uh, especially as much as we talk about Renee in our private conversation. <laughs> hey, Renee. But. Um, she 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 starts accusing Renee of relapsing and you know doing coke and doing all this shit. And Renee looks big and straight in the face. She leans over this table and was like, "Her DNA's on the dollar bill too, bitch." I was like, ah! "Oh my god!" Bob was so unhinged. I mom from day one. Mob Wives was unhinged. Like, it was lightning in a bottle that they never put a cork on. I hated Karen. I never hated anybody. Karen was probably one of my least favorites. I think Carla was my least favorite because I, I never understood why Carla. she was there. I never uh, understood why Carla on, was there. And then she turned on Dorita. I feel like Carla turned on everybody. Like, I feel like Carla's best moment was when love bust her shit open down at that party. When she snatched her ass up at that party. When Drita basically set Carla up to, to get her ass with. Yeah. Then God bless her. I love that. Uh, anyway. So you know Leah's back in prison? Which one was Leah? No, Lee. Drita's husband, Lee. Oh, is he really? Back I think again? he's back in prison. I think he's back in prison because a few years ago I was like I, I, I watched this video on on um, YouTube the other day about where the mob wives are now, and some shit happened a, a few years ago where I think a neighbor of Drita's called the called the police and said that they had a bunch of funny shit going on in their house, so they end, so so their house ended up getting raided. And they both ended up getting arrested on like gun charges I, and I think, I think I drug that. charges or something. But I know it was gun charges. I, I, I don't know if it was drugs, but I know it was guns. And Lee ended up getting five years in prison. And Drita broke down outside the courtroom. You remember that? I think so now, yeah. That was just a few years ago. I think that might have been like 2019. Renee's dad died. Yeah. That in was sad. I don't think he I don't know if he was in prison or not. <laughs> I can't remember, but the, I, that scene will always be so unhinged to me when she finds out that Junior ratted out her father. Like everything about that scene is iconic to me from the Blackberry slide 
to her fingernail polish changing mid-scene to the complete breakdown that she has. It, it was the... <laughs> oh my God, it was amazing. Bob Wives was supreme television. Supreme was, I television. Wanna, I want to rewatch it. Um, yeah. So anyways, Beth, Bethany stands up and says, don't come in and talk about my business. John gets up and tries to get in Bethany's face. Dorinda tries to get John kicked out of the party. Uh, meanwhile, the broad ladies are literally just standing there taking it all in. I want them Gagging. on the show. I want a confessional from the bra ladies. I want them on I the show. A, yeah, please email them. Bra ladies, <laughs> bra ladies, if you are listening to this podcast and you would like to come on and recall your experience at said bra parties with, with these ladies, if you would like to come on and, and, and have a virtual bra party with us on the show and recap this episode again, please. Please. <laughs> please. Send us a DM at Housewives History Show on Instagram. We begging. We beggeth. Absolutely. So Bethany says to Dorinda, sweetie, you should have him out. This is the reason, this is the core issue that you've been hiding. This is the issue between you two. John to Bethany says, we love each other. You don't know what love is what love is about because you don't know what love is bethany says good i'm happy for you dorinda says she is so embarrassed by john's behavior and that him and bethany have broken her heart john tries to touch dorinda's face and says i would never break your heart and then she like slaps his hand it this whole scene was like gone with the wind the way Dorinda was talking to Josh she was like I will never be with you again I'm so embarrassed I cannot believe you would do this to me like it just feels like it was just so heightened and so dramatic and it was so drunk and it was just a mess and it was so weird because there was a point where I think it was when like at one point, Dorinda tried to leave, and she didn't leave. And then John leaves, but he doesn't really leave because two seconds later he popped back in the damn door. Yeah, like I a have predator. Like so, my thing is so. Okay, so John says to Bethany, "You're just jealous," is obvious. And then Bethany says, "How would you know? You don't know me." John replies with, "Because you can't hold a relationship." And Bethany says, "If I could have a boyfriend like you, then I would have a relationship." Exactly. Yeah. And then like uh, she, she could have it. Now, I'm sure she gets a lot of sleazy guys in her DMs. What Bethany should have said, what Bethany should have said was if I wanted a guy like you, then I would have stayed married. That would have been a good That would have that would have been the mic drop of the night. Like they could have cut the episode right there. Yeah. Basic, and- like just like the end of the just like the end of The Sopranos. Just cut to black. And then John, and then all John replies with was, yeah, okay, exactly. Like, that's a comeback. Yeah, like, you ain't got nothing else. Shut up. And this got your cracked, ass. This cracked me up. In her confessional, Bethany says, yes, I really want to post a child for an amazing boyfriend like you. You vision of loveliness. Prince Charles card. He wants you to fill in for him next week. <laughs> that's so fucking funny. Yes, Bethany, with just- that 
she is so funny she's so quick with it it's not even funny so john to bethany i'll tell you what i'm gonna do i'm gonna go home with my love john is telling dorinda let's go and pushing him away dorinda is telling him she doesn't want to leave with him jules is being like the mediator telling john to go get a drink john tells dorinda he will wait for her outside i have a note about that yes excuse me jules saying get a drink was the last thing the last thing anybody needed to say i was like why would you suggest that She's trying to, first of all, everybody in that room is drunk, except everybody. the brawl ladies. Except, I don't think Bethany was, but I don't think Jules was. Well, okay, maybe just shot it to her. I think Jules might have been tipsy. I think Bethany might have been tipsy. I think everybody else except them brawl ladies was drunk. They I think the brawl ladies though. was dead sober. They were after, though. Oh, yeah, for sure. Oh, for sure. They but, met Ramona downstairs. They rep, yes, and and they got a piece. I bet they kikied about that. It, bro, ladies, <laughs> we please. want you here. We 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 need you on the show. Like we we we, we want to interview you. Please come on the show. Um, but I was just like, why would you tell them to get a drink? Because it was just so weird. Because first of all, everybody in there is already lit, right? Second of all, Dorinda is actively trying to get him to leave, and you're trying to get him to have a drink and stick around? And he's going to come back up and get even more furious. You're messy, Jules. You're messy. And then... I was like, girl, that was so stupid. Girl. And then Dorinda tells John that he's the worst embarrassment she's ever been around and tells him she'll never be with him again. That shit took me out. Like, I clenched my pearls. She said, "You are the most, in, you are the worst embarrassment that has ever been. I will, I will never be with you again, never." And I was like, "Girl, this is dramatic. Like as the world turns, aya." And then Bethany says in her confessional, "I feel satisfaction. I feel like this is a gift from Baby Jesus. I just treaded so lightly compared to what I wanted to feel, what I was really feeling." And this Two man things. walks. This man walks in the door and just gives me a gift. It's like here, I delivered you in thirty minutes or less. <laughs> Literally, she's so fucking smart. I love it. Not than thirty minutes though. <laughs> it definitely was longer than thirty minutes. But I just two things on that. One, yes. if I was Bethany, I would feel vindicated too because literally everything that she said, John came up there and proved. And I think that that's why Dorinda couldn't be as mad at her because yeah, like as soon as she defended him, John came up there and showed his ass. Like literally. And so yeah. I felt like she she really didn't have a bone to fight with Bethany on. So she kind of was redirecting all of that smoke to Ramona, right? But I don't know why, but hearing Bethany say baby Jesus was some of the funniest shit ever for me. Like, I hollered. And not only did she get satisfaction from, like, pretty much proving everything she said about John to be true, but the whole skinny cow thing, like, John had no comeback with it. He All he kept saying was, you stole the name, you stole the name. But he couldn't say, like, why he stole the name or how she stole the name. Like, he had no rebuttal. None. None, not none. one. None. Um, 
And it was like, you literally just threw it out there, just throw it out there. Like how people be throwing out, oh, your husband's money. cheating. Yeah. Yeah. So um, Dur- John comes back in and tells Dorinda, come on, I want to go. Bethany says, that's your man. John says, you got your bras, let's go. You got your bras, let's go. Did she get her bra though? I think he just kept, yeah, it was in her purse. But I feel like John just kept wanting to say bra. Yeah, and I feel like at a certain point, John knew he couldn't argue with Bethany no more. So he was just like, let's go. But nobody then, was leaving. Like, 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 yeah. like, everybody kept saying, let's go, let's go, let's go. But no nobody was leaving. Yeah. Like, nobody no leaving. Thing, except those bra ladies wanted to go. Those bra ladies really wanted to go down to that bar with, with Ramona. But I feel like Ramona was like, girl, y'all sit here and get all the tea. I'll be at the bar waiting on you. Yeah, that they probably had like a slow deal. Like it was, I was cracking up. But John's shouting through the door crack. Which was weird, like to the like to the point of nobody leaving. Like yeah. y'all didn't even like like y'all didn't even flip the damn uh, door patch. Yeah. When he <laughs> left, like the door is open. Like I was like, what is going on? And he keep popping up, shouting through this door crack. And then Dorinda is shouting back, "You're an embarrassment! You're an embarrassment!" I'm like, girl, what is happening? Like, it just all just seems unhinged and everybody is derailed. It just was a lot. A lot. Um, so then John comes back in saying, I want to go. And Bethany tells him, can we just have like 10 minutes? Jules runs out to the hallway and calms John down. And then Dorinda starts to cry. Bethany consoles her and tells her it's not even that big of a deal. I could never do that. I would be like, you know what? This is a big deal. Like, he came for my business. Like, she was so nice about it to Dorinda. When John was yelling outside the door, was he talking to producers or was he just standing out there? No, he was yelling at Bethany. Because I was like, he was just yelling out there. This is bullshit. This is bullshit. I can't believe. And I was like, who the hell is he talking to? He's Because Bethany's talking about John and then she is saying, like, all this stuff. Um... But then, so she tells her, so Bethany tells Dorinda that she still wants her to come this weekend. And then in her confessional, uh-huh. Dorinda says that she has no desire to move on with these ladies and she has no desire to move on with John. It just, and that was the I, end of the brawl party. <laughs> that was so sad because it was like a mess. Like, John is out there yelling about propaganda, spread that propaganda. I was like, not propaganda, bitch. Like, I'm a girl, what is going on? And then on top of that, I didn't understand why the hell was Jules running after John when he left? Like, what the fuck is that? Why did you take your ass out there talking to him outside in the hallway, bud? Yeah, for real, though. Like, what was that about? That that heifer is messy. That heifer is messy. Like, Jules was so messy this whole episode. Like, you didn't... She didn't, like, try to, like, put off with it, but she was, though. Like, you tried to bait Carol into skinny shaming you, basically. Then yeah. you want to sit here and hype this whole shit up with John and Bethany. Tell the man to get a drink when, when he already high and drunk off of his wazoo while Dorinda trying to put his ass out. But you then already lines. told Dorinda that you got her back. You're you going to sit here and tell Dorinda that you got her back and then go well, sit here and job. tell her boyfriend to stick around and have a drink. Like, what does that mean? You should have said, John, you need to go home and get some rest and call Dorinda tomorrow. Yes. Instead, you're going to run your ass out there behind him with a glass of wine, talking about what's going on. 
Yeah, how you feeling, honey? You need one to go down and shoot some lines and. All right. Here, just have a bump, baby. It's all right. Calm down. So that was a bra party. And then the next scene is Carol calls Bethany and asks her how it ended the night before. Carol expresses how she doesn't want to see um, Luann. And then Carol asks Bethany if she would be, a, if it would be. So I know you have notes on this. My favorite part of the scene, though, is um, Bethany asks if she would be a good time to call Dorinda because Carol left her bras at the party. That shit was funny as hell to me. He says, no, it's not a good time. No, it's not a good time to call. I thought that was so fun. That's some shit that we, that's that's literally a conversation that that we would have on the phone. For real. That is us talking. So do you think I should call her? And It's probably not the best time to call about my bras. I'll never say, no, it's not a good time. (laughs) The bra lady lady has them. Call the bra lady. Like, like, well, Dorinda don't, Dorinda don't have those bras. Dorinda don't know nothing about the bra. She probably don't even have her fucking bras. Like, yeah. she probably don't even know what that purse is. John but a couple things has. before, <laughs> right? But a couple things before we leave that bra party, I want to know. Well, not well, not even I want to know. But for me, hearing a man say that a woman is jealous of him and his girlfriend, uh. and that they were a beautiful couple, was weird to me. It was. It just like who are you was, trying to prove? It was very uncomfortable. It was very uncomfortable. But also what made me more uncomfortable was the fact that Bethany went from arguing with Dorinda about John to consoling Dorinda about John. I love, yeah, I agree. For sure. That shit was fuck wild. And I just, and um, Dorinda's line when they were closing the scene out and she's getting in the taxi and she's like, I just want to get out of here and cry. And that's exactly what I'm gonna do. Dramatic. Seriously. For what reason? Now, to the scene that 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 we were just talking about when Carol is sitting on the stoop talking on the phone with Bethany. How many animals did Carol have that she all named Baby? Because wasn't she the one that that? That, that had like 13 dogs and they were all named Baby or some shit? No, she only had one dog and then she adopted two kittens. Oh. Well, then who the hell am I thinking about? Because I could have sworn yeah, I, that was a housewife right, with a bunch of pets that had that that had a bunch of pets and she named them all Baby. And I could have sworn it was a let New me, York housewife. Let me see if I can look that up. Real housewives. Well, while you're doing that. Was it with dogs? Was it just dogs? I can't remember. I think it might have been dogs. Okay. But but, but while you're doing that, I only had a couple notes about this scene. Um, And it was about what you said I would have notes about. One... I wrote, Carol just feels so New York to me. She she, she looks so fucking cool. Carol was the one with with a a bunch of animals. And two cats named Baby. Okay, got you. Okay, go ahead. And I was just like, Carol looks so fucking cool. Like her outfit when she's sitting on this stoop with these boots and this skirt and this jacket and these sunglasses. And I don't even know whose stoop that was. Like whose stoop are you sitting on? First, like that was my next. No, it's whose stoop are you on? One. 
just on somebody's random stoop. And I thought she was stopping at the stoop to like pick up dog poop and like she and like she just pulls a dog toy from her purse. I was like, oh, okay. Well. And it's so funny to me because like, can you imagine like just trying to get into your apartment and there's a camera, like a camera crew and then this woman just sitting on your stoop? Yes, I was thinking about that too. I was like, what if somebody just comes home during this scene and she's just sitting there having a full-blown conversation with the cameraman in her face and the dude is just standing there like, it's my apartment, I'm just, yeah, I live on the third floor. I was just trying yeah, to- Yeah, I'm just trying to get into my apartment. Can I, can I- I'm can just I trying to get into my apartment. Can I squeeze by you? I just need to get into my apartment. I'm, I'm sorry, I don't mean that, you know. Bravo, bravo, fucking bravo, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I just want to go home. I had a rough day. <laughs> I had a rough day. Like that would be so. Like what? Like it, it, it would be the guy that's just pissed. Who's had a shitty day, and he's yeah. going like, seriously, like, like seriously, bro, seriously, like, bro. Can they get any worse? I just want to get in my fucking apartment. <laughs> I want to blow some lines. Please let me in my apartment. Uh. But my last note on this scene was not Carol trying on the bras. I'm at, I, 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 I'm leaving them and asking, is this the best time to call and get them from her? I was That's like, cool. Carol, why didn't you take your bras with you? Where did you leave the bras? Jules. Huh? She's probably trying to get away from Jules. <laughs> probably, because I was like, girl, where did you leave the bras? Like, where, like, where are the bras? Yeah. Because that wasn't even care. Like, that wasn't Dorinda's apartment. Yeah. Weird. That's yeah. all I had for this scene. Um, when when we move to Luann, who's looking at apartments. Okay. I like Luann's coat. Her necklace, though. I hated Girl. her. I hated her necklace. I like her coat. So, <laughs> all right. So Luann takes Sonia with her to look at apartments because she's currently staying with her. She looks at this three-bed, three-bath apartment with a gym and a parking garage for $9,000 a month. I have questions. One, this isn't a question, but it's a statement, but I do have notes. Hearing talk of New York real estate literally makes me wet. Like it's hearing- a lot. Yes, hearing Luann and this real estate agent talk real estate and talk about all the features and the skyline, and I was just like, oh, I am going to have an orgasm. It just sounds so it was beautiful. A, it was a very, it was a very nice apartment. Like even like the lobby was nice. The view was nice. It was nice. By the end of this scene, though, I was trying to figure out both of these apartments that they went and looked at were like three bedrooms, three, three and a half baths, right? I left this scene trying to figure out how the hell did we go from $9,000 a month to $22,000 a month so quickly? Right. And the apartment for the same size, basically. Yeah, so it goes into, okay. So she looks at the 9,000s. Okay, so Sonia asks Luann where, so they get into this one room in the first apartment and it has a small closet. So Sonia yeah. asks Luann where she's gonna put all her shoes because the closet was so small. The oven? The realtor says that this room could be like a dining room. And then Sonia says she can, um, she, Sonia says she 
can put her shoes in the oven. Clearly, <laughs> she doesn't cook. So then she says, some women, um, some women that don't have enough room in their closets put their shoes in the oven because they don't cook. I was like, that sounds very New York. That sounds like some shit New York women would understand. I was like, okay. Um, that makes sense. And then um, Luann goes was, on. Oh, go ahead. That was a story that. Yeah, so I was literally just. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Look at us. This, look at us. Look at us. We know exactly what yeah. this is going on. So we know what's going on out here. So the realtor is an old friend of Luann's. Like, I guess when Luann first moved to New York, they were roommates. Uh-huh. Um, so Luann goes in to tell the story to Sonia about how when she first moved to New York, she met these two Italian guys and she brought them back to her apart- to their apartment. And one was rubbing her shoulder and the other one was rubbing her leg. The realtor is her friend, as I said, um, and then Luann told the realtor, so when the realtor got home, Luann told the realtor what happened. And then the realtor yelled at Luann, you don't bring strange guys up to your house. And then Sonia says she still does that now. I have comments. One, Luann has always been a fast ass husky. Always. Clearly. Day she's one. always been a, she's always been a day one husky. Clearly. Yep. Number two, this whole thing makes no sense to me because Luann has extensive history traveling through Europe and living in Europe and all this other shit. Like, like she was on European television and all of this other stuff back in the day. Yeah. How does she not know to not, not bring to strange men up to her it's apartment. two men. And then two on top of that, it's two it's two Italian men. Like, and it's two Italian men in New York. Like, yeah. I, like, like, this, like this, this story wouldn't make sense if she invited two Italian men up to her, uh, up to her apartment in Paris. Yeah. It wouldn't make sense if she invited two American men up to her apartment in Brooklyn. Yeah, it makes no sense. This makes no sense. Why are you doing this? Why are you inviting yeah. two strange men to And how old were you? Because you done traveled all over the world and I, yeah, yeah. Right, so what, and it's not common knowledge, you're a girl. Like you should know growing up to never bring strange men to your apartment. Like, that's just weird. Like, who does that? Like, this wasn't the 60s. Like, this wasn't the 70s. Like, we didn't, like, like this was not the free love era. Like, what are you doing, Luann? It just didn't make sense. Um, so then um, the realtor shows her a three bed, three and a half bath apartment in downtown New York for $22,000 a month. Bitch. It was downtown New York. That's why it was way more pricier. Location, location, location. So but it the, also was a significantly better apartment, though. Like it, was. it did look. Like the bathroom was. Better. So the bathroom, this part. So the part 
the way it ended, so the realtor and Luann and Sonia go into the bathroom to show her the bathroom. The realtor shows her this remote that's in the bathroom for the toilet that cleans you in all these different ways. Luann says, okay, can you girls leave now? I was like, okay. That's Love that gross. for you. That's yeah. kind of gross, yes. Have fun. Let that be the only reason why you get a support. Right. Let that be the reason why you're paying $22,000 a month. Do you have anything to say about this scene before I move on to the next one? Not all right. at all. So Bethany meets with, so they're at Bethany's office. Bethany meets with her marketing associate for Skinny Girl and her managing director to discuss an event to promote her Skinny Girl protein drink. Um, I just I just want to say I love Bethany's work ethic. Yeah, because she was like, we're just promoting the protein drink. We're just promoting the granola bar, correct? And I was yeah. like, how many fucking Skinny Girl products, products. are out there? Like, she literally, like, she probably has Skinny Girl toilet paper, Skinny Girl eyelash glue. She probably got Skinny Girl lace wigs. She probably got Skinny Girl spanks. She probably got Skinny Girl toenail polish. She probably it, got... It goes on and on. Skinny Girl ice cubes. Yeah. Like, Skinny it Girl water. jewelry. Like, it goes on Skinny Girl and on. water. Like, good, good for her. Um... She so, said some shit in this scene that was just really interesting to me. Yes. That I was just looking at her like, girl, what is you talking about? So her managing director gives her her legal bill for her divorce for $32,000. And the way she acknowledges it, she said, oh, that's just the $32,000? Yeah. Just. Just. Yeah. The $32,000. I said, bitch. That man really tried to dry her out. Jason Hoppy is an ass. Yes. Yeah. Um, But she said something really weird to me in her her confessional. So in her confession, in her confessional, Bethany said there's been millions of dollars wasted and burned. Um, it's really and it's really a really messed up situation and I'm really good at everything so I have to have the best divorce have to have the craziest divorce I have to have the best divorce since Ike and Tina yeah I couldn't understand what she said and my hand was hurting so I didn't write it that's so funny I didn't get the reference because I was like first of all Ike and Tina did not have have this million dollar divorce one they were in debt when they got divorced because I owed the record label. And two, I was like, you couldn't think of a better divorce. Like I, like I, like 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 I was like I was like not Shaq and Shawnee O'Neal. Yeah. Not Michael and Juanita Jordan. Yeah. Not Ike. Not not Donald and Ivanka Trump. Yeah. Like you couldn't think of a better divorce than that. <laughs> Jocelyn Wildestein's divorce. Like you can think of no like Ike and Tina. That was just a weird example to me. I was like, I don't get that. But I did find it funny when she was testing the, the um, skinny girl chocolate because she literally has skinny girl air. The Ramon, when, when Ramona rolls in. Yeah, and she's like, so have you two been over here getting high on your own supply? Then she tries the chocolate. I thought that shit was so funny. I was like, girl, I love that for you. Yes, getting high on your own supply. So Ramona comes to Bethany's office and tells Bethany that Dorinda had been texting her all morning 
Um, and then Ramona reads the text to Bethany. Um, so the, the text pretty much said um, her heart is broken and she and Ramona was her safe place. Um, Bethany tells Ramona what happened after she left the bra party. This yeah. part was a I little... Have, I have a question about Ramona. Yes. We all know Ramona is cuckoo for Coco Puff. That's right. putting it lightly. That's putting it, you know, I'm trying to be nicer to, to Ramona. To Ramona the racist. Anyway, um... Ramona the stinger, stinger. Right. Ramona says when she's reading the text messages that she's about to cry, right? Yes. But when she walks in, she's waving her phone around talking about, Dorinda's been texting me all morning! Ah! And she's laughing. Right? Yeah. And so then she I'm cried. like, so I'm like, I are you just a bitch? Or no, is this like I, a nervous tick? I think it's a nervous tick. Like, and I think also is like when Bethany, when she said that, Bethany's like, oh my God, are you serious? Like, and then yeah, she's like, like the way so Bethany sorry. reacted, she was like, and it, and she was like, like I considered what, you my safe place. What? And I feel like that's what kind of like not triggered Ramona, but like triggered her emotion. Yeah, maybe because uh, Bethany was was reacting to it the way that she was reacting to it. That's what I'm thinking too. Like, wow, that 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 shit's intense. But I was like, how would you expect somebody to receive some information like that that you delivered in the middle of me arguing with this bitch about my man? Yeah. Like, how would you expect me to receive that? I wouldn't say no shit like I'm heartbroken and all that, but I'm also not a dramatic elderly white woman. So True. So Ramona, asked Beth, so Ramona asked Bethany, what did Jules say? And then Bethany replies with, I don't know. So she calls her and Bethany asks Jules, how intense was the situation with John? And Jules is trying to come up with like a sentence to say. She can't form a sentence. And Bethany replies with, don't, don't hurt yourself. That shit was so funny. Because Bethany's reenactment was insanely funny. It was so when funny. When she was telling Ramona what what was going on after she left. And the paraphrase was not exact, but it was pretty damn accurate considering how much dramatic language she included in it. It was pretty accurate to what was, was actually said. And then one note I did have was Bethany talks so fast. She does talk fast. Like when Bethany she's flustered, she when she's flustered, she talks fast. Yeah, like she was ripping through it. And I was like, yo, you talk really fast, bro. Do you think John preyed on Dorinda? Yes, I do. Because let me tell you why. Dorinda, John and Dorinda dated very briefly after Richard died. And John knew Richard. Like they were all, I think they were all friends. I want to uh, say, if I'm not wrong. So he knew that Dorinda was vulnerable and he took advantage of it. That's fair. Because I'm listening to Ramona in her confessionals and I swear, Ramona looks and sounds like she is straight out of a soap opera in her confessionals. Like, it feels like she has a fan blowing and her she hair. is just, yes, like it just, it was so dramatic. 
it was just she so actually did funny. look really pretty in her confessional she did look good i will give her that those swoop bangs with the barrel curls were a thing back then yeah. i love that for her she did look really pretty but it was it, it just one i would have been bethany listening to Jules trying to come up with something to say. I'd have been like, girl, don't yeah. hurt yourself. Calm down. It's not yeah. that fucking serious. It's not that serious, yeah. But Jules says something, and I think her confessional, where she's like, I don't understand why you're yeah. so concerned about this or why we have to keep talking about this. or Why, um, are, you like why are you so obsessed with what happened? With that. John? And I say, and I wrote down, I was like, Jules, they're so concerned because they're on a reality show where they're going to have to recap this at least three more times before there's ever even a potential of them being done with it. Like, the, welcome to the, the Real Housewives. Too, so before her confessional, so Ramona asked Jules, she's like, what would you do if your husband did that to a female or something like that? And she goes, I would kill him. I would kill him. So then why can't they be obsessed? Like, Bethany was verbally attacked by this dude. And the fact that you would literally say you would kill your husband for doing that, but then you, yeah. but then you were trying to pacify John in she the said, moment in real time. Yeah, she said, "Why are you, why are you fascinated with what happened last night? Life goes just, on. That's not normal behavior. Like, that's that, why. That's not normal behavior. And the fact that you would kill your husband for said behavior proves that it's not normal behavior." It was just fucking weird. Like, Jules just says shit just to be saying shit, and it don't make any sense. Like, girl, what yeah. does that even and mean? The, the thing, too, is one thing that I did notice. So, Bethany asked Jules, have you, have, have Dorinda, how's Dorinda feeling? Is she going to break up with him? Which is a fair question, because the night before, she said it twice. I will never be with you again. Yes. She said it twice. You're an embarrassment. And then um, she, D Jules replies with, um, Jules replies with, well, she, no. She goes like, no, she loves him. She's like, what? No, she loves him. So, okay, your point. That means nothing, but okay. I just, this whole conversation was fucking weird. And mind you, it was. when they hung up the phone, I felt a type of way about the way that Bethany was talking about Jules. I, I, didn't I really, was like... I didn't... It felt like it was way too far. Like, it felt like it, it was, was too much. And there was one quote that was kind of funny, but I regretted laughing at it. When she said, she's a very special woman with very special needs. Yeah. I was I, like, girl. I was like, girl, this... I was like, I there was, is she diagnosing Jules right now? So my thing is too, so I did catch that. And then Bethany says to her, I don't understand as a woman, how are you not upset with him? And Jules replies with, it's my business. Bethany says, um, believe if a man got in your face, I would take my fist and punch him in the face. Bethany Teresa, my favorite part of this entire scene, and it's just the ending scene, my entire favorite part, Bethany goes, I never used my gift certificate for dry cleaning because John owns the dry cleaning business. So do funny. you do you think he'll honor my gift certificate? Um, and then 
Ram says probably not and then Bethany says we'll just do it under a different name I'll do it under skinny cow that's so funny so smart I love it where the weirdness started for me in this scene was when Bethany got off the couch and was like it's like English is her second language or something and I was like but wait isn't English her second language or am I tripping yeah I don't know where she was born I don't think so I her first language oh because I was like and she does give me somebody who was like from another I was about to say planet but from another <laughs> I mean yeah you're not wrong she does give me somebody who English could actually be her second language so I was like oh is this dipping into xenophobia wait a minute how far are we gonna go with it like I was like wait a second okay she's from here it's fine you're not you're an American you, 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 you're from Connecticut <laughs> have anything to say before we move on to the next thing because I've all say on that scene no the last the last thing I had from that scene was very special woman with very special needs yeah sorry I see my husband that he's gotta go get my daughter in 15 minutes hey um, husband hello okay so the next scene Jules is in the car going to the Hamptons with her husband and her kids her her son sounds um I can't even read my own writing. Um, with her husband, her son says his ear hurts so bad. And she asks him if he thinks he has an ear infection. This kid's like four. How would he know if he had an ear infection? I don't understand. Um, I don't understand that either. It didn't make sense. Um, so he's screaming it hurts so bad. She says she doesn't know what to do. And she can't do anything about it. So she gives him a Sour Patch Kit, and he says it made it worse. But the only thing Damn. I can think about is this kid had no car seat seatbelt on. Yeah, I was looking at that too, and that's all I could think about. I was like, it just, it just doesn't. None of this sounds safe. But yeah. the note that I have for her in this moment is Jules describing her routine with her boys. Yes. I wasn't looking at the screen at this time, but I was listening to it. And I couldn't help. It sounded like when Lisa Barlow was talking about how she moves around with her kids. Like, I just felt like I was listening to Lisa Barlow. I was like, that's interesting. I love it. Um, so Dorinda and John are in the car together. Dorinda says she's excited to see Jules's house and how it's a blessing that this all happened. So John doesn't have to be uncomfortable at Ramona's. John says he'd rather sleep in his car than sleep at her house and says she probably has dirty sheets. That's a lie. How do you, how, what? Like what, like that's just, like I can't If anybody stand. probably has dirty sheets, John, it's you. John, right. And you're the dry cleaner of all people. Yeah, and you probably have sweat on your sheets. You probably have lines on your sheets. Which is probably why you started a dry cleaner because you sweat out every damn thing with your big ass. I'm. She, he probably does the lines on his sheets. Like he probably. He probably like, literally. His sheets ever, are probably so stained with sweat and coke residue. It's just sweat and coke crumbs, like. And Viagra. And food and 
and left and just spare Viagra's like just random blue pills leftover like egg foo young and Viagra pills and coke dust and sway I love how your dog's just laying in your lap child I don't have domain over my own body my dog is like medium size and she doesn't like to cuddle and it's very sad my, these two like my oldest like this is the oldest one and then Abby who's the one that's like literally always by my side they are cuddle dogs to the hill like one will literally sleep like behind my head one will literally sleep right next to me it's a mess so cute um I love it though Dorinda tells him to stop um Dorinda says again she's excited to see Jules's house John asks her did she tell you about it Dorinda says no Ramona did John asks her asks says John says they're friends and then Dorinda says yes but not for long um she, because she's cruel and then John says I don't I don't either who gets a boob job at 60 why does that fucking matter why does it matter if she fucking how old is Marge Senior getting vaginal rejuvenation exactly like Marge is like 80 as soon as you said Marge getting a vaginal rejuvenation all I heard was Nene saying and money couldn't buy you a new pussy could it (laughs) I love that scene that shit was so funny how does that have anything to do with it how does that have anything to do with anything at all whatsoever in any context? I hate John. I do you hate have anything, John. Do you have anything to say about this scene before we move on to the very awkward phone call? Um, I have a couple things actually. Dorinda and John, they look cute together to me, but they seem so toxic. They're like, so my exact thing. They're so toxic. They look like they're up all night partying. Like they just look like they, they don't do nothing but get drunk, fight, fuck. Yeah, <laughs> on Viagra and Duco. On Viagra, like it's that like I like 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 a part of me We're feels like horrible. the reason why she got so dead. Well, that might be why Dorinda got so damn mad is because the 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 shit that John was saying down to the bar with a Honda Cosby was true. Maybe he do get pumped up on Viagra and go home and fix him and um, and fix him and Dorinda martinis and fuck her for six hours. Maybe he does. I could not. Oh my god. Because it's not like she ever denied it. Did she? But deny I it? feel I like too the way she talks about Richard. I just think Richard was the complete opposite, and that this yeah. is just like I don't know. I feel like she she will never get over Richard's death, and I understand. She, but at the same time, it's, I don't know. And and then on top of that, I don't think she used to having no messy ass man like this. No. I don't think she used to this type of fool. This this time, this type of foolishness of Tom Fuckery. Speaking of Tom Fuckery, why the hell is Jules choosing to throw a party in a fucking construction zone? It was literal a legit construction zone. Like literal? construction is happening in your home and you're like but I can't help but throw a party like bitch okay okay bitch. um so the next scene um Ooh, right before we leave out of that scene I just want to talk about once again how Dorinda closes the scene Dorinda closes okay. the scene once again and steals it everybody said keep talking I'm just gonna close my eyes yes yes yeah! But see, I would tell him to shut up because I wouldn't be able to look. 
go to sleep. That was the most polite way of telling him to shut the fuck up. So the next scene is at Bethany's Hampton house. She's getting ready and she calls Ramona and it goes to voicemail, but the voicemail is like one of those automated one where it goes, you've reached um, blank and then you're supposed to say your name. And she says it twice. Three times. Three? She says, Ramona, Ramona, Ramona. I thought it was Ramona, Ramona. Girl, what is wrong with you? I've never heard. Um, so Bethany leaves her um, a voicemail and how she's nervous to have dinner with um, Dorinda and Ramona. Well, I my note for this is Bethany is talking about this dinner like it is going to end the Cold War or start or start World War Three. Yeah. Like she is so panicked. It is so funny. Oh my god. But that yeah. Oh, sorry, what? No, I it was just the way she was running around her apartment trying to get ready. It was so funny. It was so frantic and it was so unsettling. I was like, girl, you're making me nervous. Calm down. I know. You're, That's you're, all you're, I have to say about this scene. I have a couple things. Actually, I have a lot to say about this Ooh, scene. Girl! Get him out. I have a lot to say about this scene, actually. Um, Jules saying that there was no budget on the renovation of their Hamptons home really makes me worried. Are her and, are her, and her husband still married? They're not. I see why. They got okay. Work, like shortly after filming wrapped. Well, well damn. And then I was like, girl, you're doing a Shabbat dinner in the construction zone on reality television this with a bunch of bitches damn, that don't like you. This I was like, girl, not I was like, girl, not Shabbat by any means necessary. That's a mess. John walks into this house oh. with the biggest bottle of wine I've ever seen in my life. It was huge. And the funny thing is, before John and Dorinda come, I don't know anything about Shabbat. But when Jules and her husband arrive at the Hampton house, they literally, the the wine is, um, when it's supposed to be wine, they use red Hawaiian punch. Wow. And then the bread Ghetto. was a garlic stick that was sitting on the oven. Ghetto. And the thing is, they just Ghetto. got there. They just got there. So where'd this bread come from? How long has it been sitting there? Ghetto. Ghetto. Yeah, the, so the ghetto, the ghetto, the ghetto. So Dorinda and John arrive at Jules Hampton house. Michael, Jules's husband, shows them this part was very. I don't know if you heard this, but Michael and Jules. So Michael shows Jewel, uh Dorinda and John around the house, and then they get to the pool. So John says to Michael, "Are you a swimmer?" And he says, "No." Jules is and then Dorinda says I thought you said swinger and then John says talk about doing a lot of laps Michael was so uncomfortable like there was an awkward an awkward pause yeah I don't that's that that's weird there was a cut of Jules daughter Yes, in the chair. Reacting when she had the sippy cup and she was looking at them when they came in the door and she was like and then John said, there's my girl. Like, I was like, her face is me. Like, who the hell are these people? She was like. And then John said, like, there's my girl. Like, that's gross. I was like, damn. 
I'm gonna say ew. I just left a ew. bad taste in my mouth. Um, the next note that I have is did Dorinda saying that Bethany can question John's motives because that's how she is or because she was a businesswoman or something, but Ramona is wrong because she brought up a private their sex life during like their private like did that throw you off too because i was like it did it's like like i said before bethany has to know some shit about them yeah because i was like this is what i was talking about earlier when i was like her reasoning for not being as bad at bethany didn't really make sense to me because i was like well i can see how you wouldn't be as upset because John came in there and and directly showed his ass in, in, the, in the exact same way that Bethany was talking about. But she was talking about because Bethany is a businesswoman and does all of this. I was like, like how what does that, that even mean? correlate? Like, it doesn't make any sense. Um, so Dorinda says, sorry, I have to go see the Witches of East Hampton. This part kind of frustrated me. So Dorinda says, like, I She was she in the fourth me. row of my husband's funeral. <laughs> Yeah. So Dorinda says, forget. so Dorinda says, if you're not nice to John, we're not friends anymore. If you love me, then you love John. And then John says, there you go. That shit pissed it's me off. I was like, why are you piping up? Why are you piping up and saying, there you go? While she was talking, it just, it just like for no, I, like I just looked at him and I was like, shut, shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up. Right. Shut the fuck up. Like I just wanted to tase him. Like, shut up. <laughs> I wanted oh my to God. With that garlic stick. I that moldy garlic stick. That moldy expired weeks old garlic stick. I just what the hell's a garlic understand. stick? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't know nothing about that. I don't know nothing about that. I, I don't know nothing about that. But it was really interesting to me because I just didn't understand why Dorinda, like, it made me wonder how long has Dorinda been with this man to be going so hard for him? Three, two years. I don't know. It just, I just, I don't know. It was interesting to me. But I do have a couple little notes about this scene. Oh, no, please. Dorinda and Bethany were acting like mob wives over this whole John thing. Like, they were just acting, it was just all so intense. It was so weird. It was just crazy. But there was a point in the scene that made me laugh so hysterically. I could not stop. Like, I, like, like, I was screaming. It was so funny. There, there, there was a moment where John was talking, or, or um, John and Dorinda was talking, and there's a cut to Jules's husband, who is looking like someone who knows they're about to get murdered. Like he's literally just looking like, <sighs> yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. Like he knows this is not going to end well. Like, like this is going to end badly, and everything you're saying proving that this is going to end badly and he's just looking at them like like just shut up if you know just, what's good for you just stop let the mouse go let <laughs> <laughs> you've had your fun 
let the mouse go. I was. Oh I God. am going to. I am going to bring that back. That shit. So the whole fourth iconic. row, fourth row at the funeral. That I like. This is the type of shit. Like this is one of those random deep cuts that you quote and nobody knows what you're quoting. Because this is gonna be some shit that I'm gonna quote. I'm gonna be like, he was at the, he was in the fourth row of my husband's funeral. Like why fourth? So like this is like the first. The row fourth of row of all rows. Like it was like what? Like not the second, not the third. Like the fourth. What is the fourth not row? It, what is the fourth row of your husband's funeral? Like what is that? If I heard that you was mad at the bitch in the fourth row at your husband's funeral, I would think y'all wasn't that close no damn way. I would question yeah. why you so mad. Yeah. She in the fourth row, girl, why you mad? Yeah, like, I, I don't know what it meant. And she was crying, and then John comes behind her and is holding her by the waist and, like, whispering in her ear. I'm like, this is just sleazy Matilda porn. <laughs> Yes, and I am uncomfortable. I am uncomfortable. I need an adult. I want to call the police. Like, I want I John. It's just like I, John I want is, John arrested. John, it's just like he's old and he probably has all this chest hair and he probably has a baby carrot. Like, and he just lays there, like, like he just lays on the bed and. I just, I'm sorry. This is getting really gross. <laughs> yeah, I was like, the fact that you are describing this, I am literally having I a stroke. Just, I just, I hate, I don't like, John is up there with the most sleaziest house husbands and he wasn't even a husband and I'm so glad she they're not together. And I wonder what John's up to now. I love how you say all of that and was like, I wonder what John's up to now. <laughs> that is funny. But to flip the mood on that before we close this scene, I think for me, I did think it was cute to see uh, Dorinda and Jules' husband connect over knowing Caesar. Yeah. I thought that was so cute. I was like, yeah. I love an intellectual moment because I knew what they were talking about. And I was like, girl, that's Caesar. What are you talking about? And then they said it. And then I was like, yes, I feel smart. And my thing too is, <laughs> Dorinda says, maybe we should have switched partners. And then I was waiting for John to say something sleazy. Yes. Cause then um when 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 Dorinda was like, yeah, these two should be together. And she, and then she was like, then like Jules was like, yeah, it's gonna be the blind leading the blind. I was like. That doesn't make sense. Okay. Right. I was like, I don't understand. So but okay. The next scene, Bethany and Ramona and Dorinda arrive all to dinner. Ramona comes in with a guy behind her, and I think it was, like, the the hostess. Um, and she asks, Bethany asks if they came in together, and Bethany says, is there another hot guy to bring over with you? And then Ramona says, yeah, lots of hot guys. Did I look at the screen too fast, or did the guy behind her look gay? Have you ever seen... No, he did. Have you... Did you watch Storage Wars... I have. You know who Barry is? Yes. He looked just like him. I didn't even think about that. I was like, he's giving white the white. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Maybe they were together. I don't know. Maybe they were together. Because I was like, because like, I was like, once again, it was one of those moments where I just looked at my screen too fast. 
And I was like, who's the gay guy behind her? Because he is fabulous. I was like, because he is Because I was looking so at his coat. We want him like, on the show. Yes, because I, I, I was looking at his coat. I was like, his coat is fabulous. Who's he? We want him on the show. Yes. Fabulous coat guy that was behind Ramona. If you're listening to this podcast. We want you on the show. <laughs> oh, child. So, I, I thought um, that Bethany was kind of funny when she was like, can you send two glasses of good-looking men over here? I was like, girl. I love that. My favorite part was Ramona says, um, Ramona to Bethany says, um, aren't you cold in your sexy shorts? And Bethany says, it's 74 degrees outside. What are you talking about? And the Ramona <laughs> says, well, I'm freezing. And then and she says, feel my hands. And then Bethany says, well, at least you're not going through You're the not change. going through the change. I wrote that down too. I was like, girl, not going through the change. And Ramona so, is 60. Yeah. Shouldn't she have already gone through the chain? Yeah, she was 54. So I don't know, some people go through oh. it like... So my favorite part, well, not my favorite part, but Ramona says, so Ramona and Bethany are talking about Dorinda. Ramona says something in her confessional that I like, that really kind of sat with me and I, the way she worded it. So Ramona in her confessional says, if you're a good friend of mine, there should be no restriction on topics. And I really love that. I, I agree with that. Yeah. I feel like if we are really good friends, there's a natural chemistry that I would be able to trust you with any type of topic. And we should be able to go there. Yeah. 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 I love that. Sorry, I'm hearing the drama that's going on upstairs. I think something's wrong with my son, but I... I guess I'll find out if my husband texts me. Um, so uh, Bethany, Bethany's hold. This is my favorite part. Bethany is holding her, these olives because when the the waitress comes in, she asks her what she wants to drink, and then Bethany says, uh, "Vodka on the rocks with three olives, but only if they're big olives." Um, so she's like, "These olives, it's like having sex with someone with a small penis." I'm in this thing now. What do I do? <laughs> I literally have that written down verbatim she was yeah. like i'm in the thing i'm in it and i just have to commit to it and i was like and i'm glad you said like you put context to it because i didn't know what the fuck she was talking about yeah it was because i did like, not know she was talking about olives yeah she was talking about olives because when the waitress, i was so confused. it was so funny um so Dorinda arrives and lays right into Ramona and how she says how disgusting she is and et cetera. And then Bethany cuts it and says, Dorinda, I think you should check yourself. <laughs> I thought that was funny. Before Dorinda got there, I wrote down that I thought it was so funny that Ramona and Bethany bonded over little dick drama. I loved it. Cause they were going in on like their experiences. I was like, oh, well damn. I didn't realize there was so much there about little dicks. Go off. And but, then it was hilarious. I'm like, well, they're both going into their story. Ramona pissed me off when Dorinda did get there. Yeah. Because Ramona was like, look at me. Look at me. Yeah. I'm one of those people that if I'm mad at you and I'm really mad at you, if I look at you and you looking at me stupid or or you do something that's yeah, gonna piss me off, gonna, I'm gonna, gonna wanna hit you in off. the face. Yeah, like I'm gonna wanna yeah. hit you in the face. So 
the only way that I'm going to remain calm is me not looking at you. I feel like Dorinda yeah. might have been there at that moment. Because I, you know, I would have yeah. slapped the shit out of her if she You're said right. that to me. I'd have been like, bitch. So, so when Bethany said that, like, you should check yourself, Dorinda says, well, I don't. And then Bethany says, your boyfriend walks in and yells in my face and you should apologize. Dorinda says, well, I'm not going to do that. And then Bethany says, because you're in denial. And then Dorinda says, well, then let me be in denial. I I, I don't like that. Okay. Dorinda, you're ruining your, you're ruining your, you're ruining your credibility here because yeah. We were able to be in your corner and understand exactly why you were upset for all of this time until now. But now you're and defending. Now, like, now you're defending his behavior and making it seem like what he was doing was not an issue. And that's Yeah, an like issue. it was okay. Like you shouldn't be so upset about it. Um, so then Dorinda literally goes in and says, if you don't like John, then don't have a relationship with me. And then Bethany says, your boyfriend verbally attacked me. Dorinda says he had no right being there um, and then Bethany says, why haven't you apologized? And then Dorinda says, well, I apologize for that. And Bethany accepts her apology. And then Dorinda starts to cry and Bethany and Ramona feel bad and Ramona cries and then they both apologize. And Dorinda says, I love him. And Bethany says, I know, I just don't want you to accept less than what you deserve. I loved when she said that to her. Yeah. I really, like, I wrote down, I'm glad that Bethany was able to clearly articulate that she had the best intentions for her. Um, yeah. In between that, I had a couple notes. Yeah. Um, when Bethany told Dorinda to, to, to check herself, my first immediate thought was that they brought her here to apologize to her, and she's telling her to check herself. This went left. Why? Yeah, I see what you mean. I, I see what you mean. I think, like, what she meant is that is, like, she, like, like you said earlier, like, you couldn't understand why she wasn't, why she was so upset with Ramona and not Bethany. I feel like Bethany's trying to understand that, too. Like, why uh -huh. are you only, why are you only upset with Ramona? Yeah. It was just, probably just the wording or the delivery of yeah, the wording no, that threw I, me off. And I was like, I was like, whoa, this went left right. quick. Check yourself. Right, because I was like, Bethany was 100% right to me, but the situation was completely separate from her situation with Ramona, even yeah. though I felt like both points were valid. I was like, well, yeah, he did come in and do all of that, and but the issue that y'all were originally fighting about didn't have anything to do with that. Like, he came in and, and did what he did after the fact. Which you're right, he does need to need to apologize for. But the situation with you and Ram with you and Dorinda and the and the and the situation with Dorinda and Ramona are two completely different things to me. Like they're yeah. completely different situations to me. But the points were valid. Now, why do you think Dorinda taking Bethany and Ramona raising concerns about her relationship as them trying to dictate their their approval to her? Because she says something during her rant where she's like, I love John and I don't need approval from you and I don't need approval from you. And why why do you think she was unable to see that as them just acknowledging red flags that they saw? I think because deep down in her heart, Ramona, Dorinda knows that there's an issue with John and that John is a liability for some of her relationships with people. And I, in my heart, I just feel like Dorinda knows. And I completely agree. Yeah, that she knows that this is John, 
John has outbursts like that. John is sleazy, and that's why I have to... Because she was even defending John. Like, if you remember last episode, she was defending John to the jewelry people, and they don't even know him. Yeah. And it was like, you sell John to everybody. Because you can't, because people are having a hard time seeing nice things about John. And I feel like Dorinda has to, like, push that narrative that he does have a good side because people don't believe it. Yeah, she talks about all the good sides about John because we never see them. Ding, ding, ding. That's really what it is. Um, Dorinda and John are the perfect examples to me of why you should keep your friends separate from your relationship. Yep, don't. If your husband or boyfriend is like this and he's nasty to you or he's narcissistic or, or he's just verbally abusive to other women, leave him at home. Leave his ass at home because if you're gonna stick around with him, fine, but don't bring him around your friend group. Because people are gonna talk. Then expect us to like him. They're not gonna back and not say anything. Like, what did you expect Bethany to do? Just sit there and cry while she's getting verbally attacked by your boyfriend? Exactly. Like, but I do think it was funny what Dorinda said to Ramona once Ramona walked over there and like hugged on her, which, by the way, I don't like when I'm upset and people try to come don't over and me. like, t- don't fucking, don't, don't fucking touch me. Yeah, I don't, that's the last thing I want. I do not like shit like that. Like that shit really pisses me, like do not touch I'm, me. I'm the same way. But I do think it's funny what Dorinda said when she was like, you don't come from a bad place, Ramona. You just fuck up sometimes. I was like, ooh. I was like, well, goddamn. Like, all right, girl. But after they worked it all out, this was and the they all part. laughed and kikied. This was this the best was, part. <laughs> all I have written down is tit sweat and swamp crotch. So Bethany talks, takes off her jacket. She stands up and takes off her jacket and says, I'm sweating. I'm sweating. I have tit sweat and swamp crotch. And I'm going through the change. Am I going through the change before you talking to Ramona? And then she says, I'm sweating like a whore in church. And that is literally the end of my 25 page notes. It looks like she had on a really big coat over this really small outfit. Yeah, she did. It like 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 it looks like she had a fucking trench coat on over like a tank top and booty shorts. I was like, but what is was, happening? What's happening? That was, it was a an intense episode. It was very intense. It was extremely intense. Yeah. Like I was just like, this was a lot. This was extremely a lot. And I don't I Wow. Wow. Was I had so many notes. I'm glad I got to go through them, even though we're going on like three hours. But like, <laughs> yeah, this it was a good. I think episode. we've broken a record today. We did. Um, I definitely broke a record with my notes. But next week, I just feel like because I love New York, this New York so much, and this was like the best. Um, mm-hmm. But next week, I think we're staying in New York. We have a pretty mm-hmm. iconic episode. Which I'm sure, I don't know, maybe next week I'll have more notes because next week is intense too. I'm excited. I like when we binge and like stay in one city for a bit and like follow an arc or like follow a city for a bit. 
I think yeah. it's been fun. Um, and I, this this was a wild ride for some brawls, man. Bra party. This was a wild ride for a bra party. It was just intense. Um, but I I don't have anything else to talk about. I went on my rant earlier. Um, I have one little thing left in my notes. And it please. was from the next time on The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. I didn't even... On Beverly Hills? I, oh, I mean New York. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I didn't even watch it. I think it was because, like, I had... I was just waiting for the episode to end because my hand was you were, <laughs> Yeah, if it was so many notes, are, you, are you, you, you were like, barbecue. just be over. The huh? barbecue? That's a good episode. It was a moment in the episode where Carol is talking to Luann, I think, and she says something about, you called me a pedophile. And yeah. I was, and my note is, how do you calmly address someone calling you a pedophile like, yeah like how do you so that. calmly address that with somebody my favorite part because i'm we're not recapping like as much as i would love to recap that episode next week because it is really funny i have a, an even better one but one thing in that in that episode that carol says that's so freaking funny is they're all sitting down eating their dinner and they're talking about john and carol goes i just feel really bad for him and then Bethany goes, why? And she goes, well, Dorinda is is says that he's always embarrassed because he's misshapen <laughs> and he's sweaty. <laughs> wow. Wow. And normally I feel bad when people kind of like attack people like that, but John deserved it. I mean, was it an attack more so as a recounting of an, of an acknowledgement made by his loved one? Yeah. I mean, for real though, you're not lying. Because, hell, Dorinda said it. She just Dorinda said it. repeated Carol it. Was, Carol was... Anyway. She said he is misshapen and sweaty. And mind you, is it an attack if it is facts? I'm not going to call the man misshapen, but he is sweaty. He's misshapen, too. I mean... Anyway, guys. Well, we will be back next week with another New York episode. It's a very good one. Um, I'm excited for it. Um, my iPad's about to die, and it feels like my house upstairs is falling apart. Oh my gosh. I have to pee. Um, my baby father is home, and my dogs are yelling outside, and I don't know about what, but I feel like it's about this neighborhood cat that's probably sitting in the yard minding its own business. And my big dog, Luna, is a hater basically I get it so I well, have to take my dogs in officially alright guys well until next time on Housewives History we will see you next week bye bye guys misbehave oh. woo <laughs>